we're live. What up, kids? Welcome to the Empty Space Podcast. We got a killer episode for y'all, Sick boys. Episode this week. And Fluffy. girls. Hell yeah. Happy belated International Women's Day to all you ladies out there. Whoop, whoop. All goats. Slay no. queen. Yeah. Fly, fly. Fly, fly. And I'm not talking about Santa. Um, <laughs> no, welcome to... Whoa. <laughs> welcome to fucking Empty Space Podcast. We episode... got... Oh, yeah, episode... 14. Shit, dude. You didn't even tra- You didn't even test me. He just went for it. I like Sorry. it. Sorry. No, you're good. It. Usually, I... Yeah, you did. And usually, I'm fucking... It's one... one... Batch? <laughs> I think it's... Yeah, it is 114. Yeah. Yeah, 114, baby. Uh, we, uh, we know we skipped. We did... A little skipperuski. We did the first half of um, California, but we were going to do the second half, but something came up. This came up, and we couldn't pass it up. So, Steve, tell them what we got. Tell them what we got. Tell them what we got. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we have... It's time! (laughs) We have... Luke and Connor from Calling All Captains coming on the podcast... We have officially caught all the Pokemon. Fuck yeah. Caught them all, baby. It's time. Yeah, we got we got a great one for you guys. I uh, hope you guys really enjoy this one. It's it's really awesome to get an inside look on the creativity-wise of the brothers who have known each other forever, Luke and Connor, and just the tour itself. There's some good shit in this episode, so. Yeah, fuck yeah. Hell yeah, I'm excited. So let's get into it, shall we? Without further ado. Dude, these are my favorite interviews because, like, we know these people. Yeah. Like, they're our boys. I know. So it's not just like, uh, oh, I've never met these people before. I'm so scared. Like, uh, like these are the lads. Oh, yeah. What's up? What's happening? <laughs> so What's up? Apparently, hey, you guys got cool as background. Yeah, Empty yeah. space, bro. We're in space. Woo! <laughs> oh, I, I don't know if I know apps. It's think, on there. Yeah, I think it's in apps. I think or uh, um, I'll fuck something up. I swear, if I touch it, I won't touch it. No, it's <laughs> if you click the arrow above the video button, and then you can choose virtual background. Yeah, we're gonna do that, Connor. Left side. Haven't you noticed in every like label Zoom meeting, this is what I do? And they're probably like, why is he doing that? Mm. But I think it's absolutely appropriate. Where is where to be? Right above the video. There's right a little in. arrow. Okay. Where do we want to go? Um, we in the beach, bro. <laughs> Oh, there we go. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Horrible. <laughs> That's horrible. I don't know. I don't think I like that. You know, He's at the beach with his beanie. <laughs> Let's go, to space. Let's go to space with the belly. To space? Yeah. Right. yeah. Oh, there we go. Fuck yeah. I like how All it cuts right. your head off sometimes. <laughs> yeah, because oh, yeah, we're not late enough. Hold on. It looks like the NHL board snow. Oh, I know. Those things are brutal. Yeah. I got a thing. <laughs> Just see fucking oh. Luke walking. <laughs> but, uh, 
All right. We, we ready go. to rock and roll, boys? Yeah. Yeah. Well, shit. We um officially have collected all the Pokemon of the Calling All Captains. Yes, we have. Finally. <laughs> we got Connor on, which was the white whale of the Pokemon, because we've gotten everybody else. So this is a fucking... We were literally like, dude, that'd be so sick if Connor came on. And then look at this. Comment right. 3000 here. <laughs> and- yeah, yeah. Wait, wait. What? Forgot to rename once we updated. Yeah, it just says Luke. Oh, it's coming. Yeah, that's not right. No, definitely not. Like that. Olgafi. Eleven out of ten names. Remember my name for future meetings. That's the. Con Man three thousand and Olgafi. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're on the screen like that. All right. That's we're sick. Two. Yeah, there we go. That's dope. So, freaking what's up, lads, dude? It's been a minute. How's it happening, boys? It's been a minute, yeah. It's been a real long time. What's going on? Last time we saw you was what? Fucking New Hampshire? New Hampshire, yeah. Wow. When was that? That was last July. July, yeah. Serious? Driveways, goalkeeper, and you guys. Wow, that was a highlight of the tour, actually. I noticed I need to keep my skin super light. <laughs> when I when I get too much shadow, oh, oh no, he's oh, gone. He Just con man. But you know what? Check this out. I can do this. <laughs> Naruto. <laughs> there he is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, good. it's been it's been good. We've been just working on music. Like just Luke and I just been writing oh, crazy. Yeah, we've been. That's what we were doing just before this. Literally. Oh, we're in our studio space right now. Yeah, um, we're having some creative freedoms on a personal track of mine, but we're working on some music tonight, and we got, like, stuff on deck, let me tell you. Yeah, we uh, uh, we got, we're, we filmed a music video just recently for something, so. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, we've, been, we've been just really busy getting stuff together behind the scenes, so. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, this last music video has been actually quite of a trip. Because it was two separate parts. I won't spoil too much, but we have some <laughs> some shots over here in Edmonton and then some over in Toronto. Oh, shit. Oh, okay. Shit. Oh, okay. Fuck. Love it. Love it. So, yeah. It's, it's, we had a really good team. Put the security in. That's okay. You need, light, you need to light your face up. Well, let me just, <laughs> yeah, Lord, just take, uh, no. The commitment. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> there we go that's a little better oh never mind he's gone <laughs> <laughs> hold on apologies we you're uh, good i didn't realize that we're missing a whole light bulb <laughs> hmm ah maybe well, that uh, was what it was wow that was so fast oh he's gone oh just don't turn away. <laughs> <laughs> Just straightforward face the whole time. <laughs> the way it is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So last time we saw you guys, that was that was pretty sick. That New Hampshire show was a highlight. I mean, I know we saw you in Ohio as well, but what a difference in the two shows, man. Yeah. For Holy real. fucking energy. Yeah. Well, I think. I mean, a lot of it has to do with venue, obviously, but 
um, Driveways too. We played with Driveways, who are a phenomenal band, and they obviously bring their own crowds. So we were lucky to meet those dudes and get to know them. Um, the Ohio show was really cool too. That was um, the venue. I don't remember the name of it, but it was above a radio station. Yeah. Uh, they, I think we did. Did we do an interview with them? I think we did an interview with them. Yeah. And yeah, it was really cool. Like a really nice spot. Oh. And we played with Big Smile. We sure did. Some of our uh, favorite hell yeah. films. Yeah. yeah. No, we didn't get to interview with them, but we our uh, everybody's wireless packs was getting interference because it was a radio station. Oh no way! Oh, that's what the issue was because you just took it and tossed it at one point. You were like, "Fuck this! I don't. I'm not even dealing with it." Yeah, I, yeah, well, yeah, it was just like, it was just competing, and you know, yeah, you, you got ABBA coming in your ear. Twice. Yeah, I'll just be like singing, you know, be like chasing 17. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, oh, that's awesome. So, the struggles, yeah. No, that's dope. Yeah, that venue was really cool. When yeah. we came out there, I remember like, we literally, as you guys were, because you guys were almost freaking, you guys were rushing to get there. We were late. Yeah, I'll say it the nice way. Yeah, yeah. And we messaged yeah. Nick, and he was like, he was like, "Oh, we're fucking late." I, I like, like how oh, you shit. said that though. You guys were rushing to get there. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, we were rushing for sure. Nah. Yeah, we pull up, and you guys are unloading, and we're like, "Lads," and you're like, "Boys," and then we were like, "How can we help?" And you're like, "Grab something and go," <laughs> and we just fucking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you guys helped us load in fucking everything. And yeah. out and out too, if I remember correctly. Yes, yeah, yeah, we hung out. You guys drove how far that day too? I think you were oh boy. Drove even further than we did that day. Was it fifteen hours? Fifteen hours we drove. I'll always remember that day because that was the day I first had Jimmy John. Ah, oh, that's oh, right. Shit, yeah. <laughs> pretty good. Pretty yeah. good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, not it's upsetting they don't toast them, but I get it. Yeah, I would, I I would really like them it. toasted. Yeah, I really okay. get it. <laughs> that's solid yeah i remember we we i remember batch was like dude i'm buying these tickets when we when you guys announced that and then we didn't know about the new hampshire one coming up so we had you announced the new hampshire one and we were like well guess we're going to both because new hampshire's only an hour drive for us but we were like we already bought it we already got an airbnb bud we're doing both and it was fucking so worth it dude yeah it was it was the best that was a fun time yeah you guys caught some other shows on that run too you saw I don't remember you were going you were going to catch someone else right after us. Yeah, we went to uh Keep Flying. Mm. Yeah. Was was after that. What a crazy show they put on. Oh, they're unbelievable. Now, right? No shit. Did they get something? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Keep flying or who am I thinking of? Or can't swim. No, can't swim. That's not the one thinking. Either way. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, pretty dope. It's crazy. Hell yeah. So so what have you guys been up to? Like, you know, have you guys recorded anything or like? Well, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, we have we have music that we are we just want to put out, but you know how it goes with like <laughs> labels and shit. It's like, yeah, come on, like, so it's coming. We it's, got music, it's coming and, for sure, and we're working on a ton of more stuff. Right on. So, yeah. yeah, we got the shows booked. So this summer we're gonna be back out on the road and. Yeah, we're we're just booking as much stuff as we can. Yeah, go. we are writing as much as possible. You know, like we're we're almost in a position now where we could consider studio time for another record. Another record. I didn't say that, but 
<laughs> Hypothetically speaking, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We just want to be able to write and record as much as possible within the next coming while because we seem to have this stint of releasing something and then chilling for a while and then releasing mm. something and then chilling for a while and maybe we've been a little too chill. Gotcha. I hear you. Now, off record, are you guys, if you guys can answer it, even off record, and I'll take it out, are you guys planning on like a, a summer tour um, in Canada or in the US or both? Or Canada. Canada. Okay. We, uh, we've neglected it. Well, we did, I mean, we released the album. I mean, you can, you can leave this in. We released Slowly Getting Better, and we weren't really able to tour off the bat. That's true. It took, it took us a while until we were able to come into the States and because it took so long we we kind of figured okay well i mean being from canada we have to get our visas and everything so it's like a lot of it's a lot more pre-planning than if you were to just do a canadian tour mm -hmm. um so we we decided to just focus on the states and like we did that two month run and i think we did a date in canada on the way back and then we played edmonton a couple times and that's that's all we played in canada so it was kind of unfortunate that we just, you know, like when you go on tour for two months, you kind of tap out all your resources and you're not able always to just hop right up and do another tour, especially with the winters up here and stuff. So right, right. Uh, we're definitely focusing this summer on, on our homeland and just uh, playing for our people because it's been too long. Like we, we haven't actually played slowly getting better throughout Canada. Wow. Oh, really? oh, yeah it's crazy like we haven't been to vancouver in four years and you know yeah like this is another thing too is like you know we haven't been to these places in so long so you know we we in my head i imagine what the crowd was like you know four years ago mm -hmm. right like songs to our into our live set you know what i mean it's like shit's just changed so much and well like the, the last time we played vancouver we played a venue that doesn't I don't think it exists anymore. It doesn't, it's exist. doesn't exist. Wow. It, was like a, it was like a little garage venue. It was illegal. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why that's maybe why it's not around. But <laughs> we were still playing our song like train wreck and stuff back then, the last time we played Vancouver, which is actually crazy to me because that's from yeah, what, it, what EP was that from? Disconnect. Disconnect. That was like the pre-Luke vocalist era. Yeah, like, like, we were still fun. in that phase of like switching from mike our old vocalist to luke and like we didn't have any songs that weren't the old mike songs we had our ep the five songs and then we, we filled in the set with like train wreck and yeah man i, I don't even remember the old stuff because we just kind of like stopped playing it and we took it off a lot of the well, streaming well yeah you know you can get it all right now on like band camp, so band band camp? band camp is like a time capsule for the band for sure mm -hmm. yeah lots of music that we previously recorded that you know i will never be able to replicate mm. it still lives forever on the internet for those you know diehard fans who want to help us out and support you know like they can buy all the old eps on bandcamp and have them forever as files you know what i mean it's not no nft shit but you can have <laughs> it. and i guess that's kind of the intention behind removing the songs off of like spotify and apple music because if someone's just finding us right we want them to not be surprised when they come see a live show well it's two yeah. different bands right damn yeah. Yeah. 
yeah yeah like i don't know if you guys have ever heard our old old stuff with mike but it's oh yeah oh yeah we broke the whole thing down man yeah right that's i remember i listened through and i listened through recently the you guys broke down slowly getting better yeah i really i really liked that listening to that hell yeah yeah like just two completely different bands so we figured we're not going to take the stuff away completely but we just want to show we wanted to showcase luke and showcase who you are now yeah exactly exactly like it was a new era and i mean at that point was when we got signed and we you know things started happening for us up until covid and then it kind of like put a bunch of big problems in front of us as well as everyone you know yeah so, well, I feel like I feel like most bands go through that anyways, man. Like, and that's like you know shit's about to get real too. Because I mean, for instance, Blink One Eighty Two, you don't list start with Fly Swatter, you know. Like, I mean, some people might, but like that's that's OG shit. But like, they the whole band changed apart, and then Enema of the State, and you know, you got Travis in there. It changed like that's just like you're gonna start somewhere, and you guys are starting out the way you are, with slowly getting better, and it's just like. It was so cool to see you guys perform those songs live for the first time for us and seeing you guys live for the first time, which was like incredible. I'm curious how after the release of the album and the tour, what was the feedback like? How was the followings? Did you guys like skyrocket? Did you guys see a difference, feel a difference in like just like the band itself? They're going to blue check knock now, bro. Yeah. They're they're, they're verified. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I think like it was kind of mixed because we released it and we weren't able to tour right away. So I think it's very important for a band to release an album and just go on tour. So you're like constantly producing content and like you're just relevant every every day you're coming up on like, oh, the show's here. Like people are posting photos of you. Otherwise, it's it's really, really hard to keep the momentum going if you're not playing shows. And if you don't have like a massive amount of money to throw at marketing, because um, you gotta be really clever with with marketing stuff like that if you're relying solely on uh, like online marketing. Yeah, and we just I think we just had a bit of bad luck like with the timing of everything. And we were just like, well, we just have to put this record out. Like we can't wait. And then we just weren't able to tour, so that was unfortunate. But once we did get on the road, like it's actually crazy to me that we can go as far as we go away from home and have people like affected by music affected like deep enough to come talk to us and like tell us you know like how we helped them through like really tough times and shit and like like we went to el paso bro holy shit yeah like we drove to mexico basically which is pretty crazy for us being all the way from yeah there was like a it was either a left to el paso or we almost we almost went yeah we almost took the wrong way oh no (laughs) headed down to tijuana (laughs) yeah never a good time but it was okay um yeah it was just really cool to see how it connected with people and paired with that brad's um tiktok and tiktok and like he really grew our following um in a different way that's not like just purely for music right from like a comedic standpoint or whatever i was gonna say yeah incorporating the music and like he's sort of shifted it more now into focusing on us and our music because that's the goal right (laughs) excuse me as you try to build your following as much as possible and then kind of say, like, okay, this is us. And hopefully 
enough of that following fucks with you. Pardon my French. No, you're good. You're good. Uh, so, so yeah, I think it's it's exciting now for me to see what happens next because we haven't released material or like done anything new with this new following we have because it's all been since we put the album out and like built all this and like yeah seen we've, we've and... never been able to say here's check out this new song to all of these people yeah mm, it's true it's not our our typical audience you know it's it's like yeah. a lot of tiktok a lot of he grew the, our instagram really big so it's it'll be interesting to see how that pans out for us um oh, for sure yeah, yeah. trying to keep that going yeah, I think I think it's it's big this the new like since the pandemic, I think this new like TikTok and like Instagram real thing has just been like so huge for like bands like you guys who take advantage of it. I mean, that's all you could really do with the pandemic was you know, post TikToks and stuff and I think that's how you you keep people engaged and find new followers and find new people that are like, "Oh, this band fucking rules." Like and it's it's so it's crazy because like I when I grew up it was like you went to a show and someone was standing out front like handing out like EPs or something, and that's how you found bands. There was no exactly. TikTok or anything like and, that. Yeah, it's I mean it's the same and it's completely different. You know, it's just like opened up a whole whole other avenues. You know, like bands that are successful are typically the ones that are still standing outside of venues handing out their thing and they're also at the same time filming it and posting on tiktok you know you got to still incorporate the new with the old methods like the old methods are tried and true yeah with you, like you gotta have like feet in both worlds you, you know? gotta be present in your own marketing you know you can't it's got to be somewhat personable like you have to show people that you personally believe in your own project i think mm-hmm. i mean it, it just connects with people more compared to like a more be, yeah. a more corporate brand of marketing is like yeah you gotta be authentic so. i don't know yeah like when you meet the band standing outside of venue and you get talking that's that's where you like make friends for life and like you get to know shit that's just not that you wouldn't normally um yeah nice man no that's that's awesome <laughs> Luke's just so faded then the camera knows it. Hey, it's just, it's all good. <laughs> Dude, I gotta I gotta know how was it finally getting home from that tour? Oh, it must to your, have been to your own house, your own bed, your back to your lifestyle. You know what? It's pretty actually it's crazy because like we we all like live lives, you know, like we all have full time jobs typically outside of doing the band so like there's a there's a lot of moving parts and then when you plan a tour like that like a two-month tour it's there's so much anticipation it's like you can't even really your brain can't even really comprehend that much of time like you can't pack a bag for two months you know you pack a bag for two weeks and then right so really like you can okay luke does but (laughs) (laughs) what i'm saying is like thinking about the whole two-month tour at once is like very overwhelming if you think about like what what we're all leaving behind you know Mm. um so you kind of just break it down into like the first two weeks and it's like let's see what happens the first two weeks like anything literally anything could happen like the the first day on tour like on our way to the border we got trapped by a huge accident and we were like stranded there into the night till we got through 
And then our, we got through into the states, and like our van breaks down. Alternator went. We all we had to like. Oh no. Boys had to fucking rent a U-Haul and like tow our trailer to the next city, and like Luke and I hop in a tow truck with this crazy old tow truck dude, and he like drives us up into the driving the whole way up into the mountain, <laughs> like hard into this weird town where there was like some guy who had the part for our van, and like we we like went down to drop us off at this mechanic, and then we like walked all the way across this town to this hotel, and like it was the strangest thing, and and all I could think is like, okay, this is. I quit. I quit my full time job for for this. And I'm like, this is not even day one of the tour. Like, what have I got myself into? Like, it's just like so much to process at once. Oh and yeah. Then, and then you get to two weeks, and it's like, you know what? We're getting in a groove. Like, this is good. This is good stuff. Like, okay, two weeks. Like, shows are good. And then you get to four weeks, and it's like the realization. I think of of the four week point is like, this is halfway yeah it's okay we've been on tour for four weeks and you have to understand when you're playing shows every day every day feels like three days so it's like at the four week point you're like i've been gone for a year and you're like and i still have that much time to go it's like your brain can't really fucking figure it out at that point so i find that's the lowest point is like right in the middle of the longest stint where you're like oh my god what i just did i have to do again Mm. and then but then <laughs> the days get shorter. Okay, but then around like five, six weeks, oh, you start you, to get your third wind or like yeah. something is like, especially if the shows start to be good. And then it's like, okay, at that point in the tour, we were like running into you guys and we were like running, starting to go run into some homies and like go into some familiar territory and like, okay, we got some days off here where we can go do stuff. And it kind of revitalizes you a bit. And then you're like, okay, we can, we can do this. Like we got like three more weeks and then you're, the next day you're like oh my god three <laughs> like wow it's honestly like no but okay but then you get home and it's like all of a sudden it's just like three more weeks and then you're just you're just like home and you're like wait it's you're like, wait, all of that anticipation i like prepared for this for like four months like we're doing all this work to prepare and then it like it happens you know you're like you're imagining something's going to be all this crazy and you never know how it's going to be and then it just all happens and then yeah. you're back home and you're like, wow, like, uh, do you know, it, it's like you kind of are left in a weird spot. And then I got to ask you, I got to ask you how, you, you, to ask you how, how you feel about the feeling. Do you find, do you find the certain silence of coming home quite a lot? It's not necessarily, it's like not necessarily like it's quiet, but it's like, because the life on the road is so consistently changing and day by day. Well, I think the biggest thing is when we're on the road, all that we have that's familiar, like, exists within our van and our trade. So yeah. everything that's familiar. So it's like anything that happens, we are just, like, you know, you can't just go home. You can't just, like, walk home. It's like, all right, we tap out. It's like, no, it's like we're all in the van. Like, whatever happens, we got to get back in the van. And we still got 40 hours home or whatever it is, you know? So the feeling of coming home where the weirdest thing is like, you don't have to plan what to do next because you like, you're at home. You don't have to find a place to sleep. You don't have to like, Oh, what am I going to eat for dinner? It's like, you're just at home and your brain is just so used to running all these, all these uh, scenarios. Yeah, like, like You get so used to it. It's like, okay, wake up, 
breakfast, coffee, drive, gasoline, uh, load in, play, eat, load out, gasoline, drive, hotel. And it's like, it just becomes like such a process. And then all of a sudden you're at home and your mm -hmm. brain's like, hotel? <laughs> Gas? This guy, I got to tell you a story. You're not allowed to talk. He's like, yo, you know what I did? I was like, what'd you do? He's like, I was calling hotels asking for prices. He's not, he's not staying at any of them. We just spend, we, yeah, like as soon as we're done playing, like we all have certain jobs after the show. Like, I don't know if you, if anyone's ever been to a captain show, it's like pretty much always the same. Like we finish playing, Brad goes directly to the merch table, starts mm -hmm. selling merch. Tim goes directly to the crowd and like starts just talking to people, yep. doing what. And Luke and I bust down the stage. Just pack up everything. We just stay on stage and like pack up everything, all the drums, all the guitars, all the, like. I don't know what Nick does. Yeah, I'm sure he does. Nick something. goes and takes a nap. Nick, <laughs> Nick, Nick does. Nick gets paid. That's the important part. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Luke and I bust down the stage. Where was I going with this? Uh, I lost my train of thought thinking about Nick. Good job. Uh, <laughs> Good job. <laughs> well, I was thinking about because he's working the Junos right now, so I was just like, "Oh, I wonder what he's doing." He's like he's hanging out with some pretty famous people. So. Yeah, <laughs> is he really? Yeah, dude, he's driving from the airport and back because the Junos are in Edmonton. So he was driving like he's on drive duty. Who is he driving? Are we allowed to say? No. I mean, I mean, I could take it out. Yeah, we don't. Fans have to get to the airport. Yeah, I guess so. he's driving around the Lexus on fire. Yeah. What? No shit! Wow. Something that's pretty cool. <laughs> you so got me. Anyways, what? Sorry, what? I, I totally lost my train of thought there. We were talking about just how, like, when you got home, coming home from shows, the shows, the after the show. Like how everyone has a job and everyone does. You know what? Yeah, I think I think the point. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. So while so while we we're doing all this packing up. Luke gets on his phone and just starts looking for, you know, depending on our drive the next day, if we got an eight hour drive, is it okay? We probably want to do like at least two hours of that right now. We're not a band that does a lot of night driving. Like most bands, well, I, feel, I feel like you're pretty brave with the night driving, but like, I don't yeah. know. I could And Luke and I do 98% of the driving. Brad and Tim will drive when, when we tap out, but like it's a band has just evolved that way where Luke and I just like take over that role. So we'll drive. About as long as we feel comfortable without getting sleepy. And that's like usually about two or three hours. Yeah. And that whole time, Luke's just like calling hotels and like comparing prices. And like, we're just like, so it's like a reminiscent thing of just like, I'll just drive, drive past hotels and be like, man, I wonder how much room is there. And I'll just call. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I'll call you back to let you know. I'm not that's that. great. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Cause I think you guys were doing that after the Ohio show. Luke was yeah. like running around on his phone and you were like, yeah, we got to drive for like two oh, hours. Yeah. And then yeah. he's like part of all these rewards programs. So he's like, I'm in like four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> actually really, really good at it. Like it's actually really hard to find motels that are number one, safe. Yeah. Close to the freeway, gas and food. Cause like the further you go into a city, it just like mm -hmm. problems leaving. I have leave. so much criteria yeah it's for booking well he's got like a notepad where he's writing down it's, it's crazy <laughs> booking.luke.com yeah, yeah. yeah but it's necessary i mean we 
build bunks in our van to sleep, but sick man, I'm getting too old for that. It's so cramped in the 15 passing. Well, you know what? It's not that we're too old for it. It's just that I'm I don't old for it. I don't. I can't sleep. Well, you in labor for 10 years, and you're, you're done. You're done. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm broken. You're, 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 you're damn van. You're damn broken. So we're like, you know what? But for me, I can't. Down hotel. I can't sleep in the van because we don't get the fan sound, which I uh, sleep. Yep. Possible for me to just go to sleep in silence. It's it's crazy. I don't understand how people do that. And um, it's all recycled air. We don't. It's usually cold out, so we don't open the windows. And then ah, true. It's uh, yeah, it's sticky in there in the morning. It's not nice. It's kind of gross. Yeah. Then well, usually every time we sleep in the van, I get sick. Like oh, of course, van, makes sense. Like sore throat, sick. And now I sing a lot of stuff live. So when I get sick. It puts a lot of extra strain on Luke, like trying to sing my parts. Yeah, we're like oh, for a hundred and whatever bucks it's worth trying to find a motel, mm. or if we know friends, even or less. You know, friends. in America, we can get for like 60, 80 bucks. No, no, we can't. sometimes. Sometimes the first, the first time we toured, yes, but remember, like, oh yeah, maybe in a sketchy reasons. spot. With all the inflation, it's like you literally can't find a hotel for less than a hundred, two hundred, yeah, U.S. when you're booking. Uh, that day, that like day, that night, yeah, like an hour before, yeah. That's how they get you. They probably yeah. string it, out. and then a lot of them are like, "Okay, it's for like two people only," and we're like, "Yeah, sure." Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, like, Don't mind the other four guys. <laughs> yeah, like gotta be sleepy sometimes. But... Yeah, I'm I'm with Luke with the the sleeping thing. I cannot like when we stayed at that Airbnb, there was just like an empty bedroom. And Steve was like, "Why don't you sleep in that?" I'm like, "Cause there's no fan in there, man. Like, I can't." can't no, you it. said you were creeped out by the room. Yeah, the place was fucking weird. <laughs> first of all, like, <laughs> I yeah, I can't sleep without a fan, so I purposely pack like a little tour fan that goes yeah. in my bag. We all have tour fans, like all three of us. You should hear the fucking. It's, it's so funny. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> Nick and Brad hate it because they don't like fans. But like, like, all right, good night, boys. And it's like. <laughs> It's like a fucking warehouse. Yeah. <laughs> and they're all different types of fans. Too. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, great. Good stuff. What was um what was like the go-to food for you guys on the road? Like the quick bites. McDonald's. Um, so guess, it's always like usually Taco Bell. I think. Yeah, we really like Taco Bell in America. It's different than in Canada. Well, let's say we walk into a convenience store. What's the convenience okay, store? Okay, yeah, but, but a lot of the time, Luke's right, like, in certain towns, like, Taco Bell is not open 24 hours. Or, like, mm-hmm. or yeah, like, they don't sell certain things in and, certain places after certain hours. And we don't get McDonald's on tour. No. We don't. No. So, yeah, though, honestly, that's, that's tough. Gas station dinners, I usually go for, I don't know, Luke always goes for a hot dog or like, something that you look at it and you're like that is very questionable <laughs> sushi <laughs> no no he'll have like a thing of baked beans and like a hot oh, Jesus. yeah i'll be like man this, is, <laughs> this could go one of two ways boys <laughs> you know what i found myself always getting those goddamn steezer chicken wraps yeah i'll usually go for like a salad or a sandwich depending on the gas station you gotta like be really careful because yeah. some of those most places have some sketchy meat. Mm-hmm. But like, I always go for a like a yogurt parfait. I love that thing. Yeah, you gotta eat them quick though. They get they get yeah. they get hot in the van. And oh, when yeah. it's really hot, uh, a lot of electrolytes. 
Yeah. Because when we toured through Texas in the summer, like we're not used to heat like that. It's like, oh God, yeah. Real. Yeah. I never experienced it. And if you don't drink enough electrolytes, like you can drink enough water all you want, but you need the salt. I got heat yep. stroke. Yeah. In Texas? Yeah, I, I yeah, in Austin, Luke got heat stroke yeah. after the show. He was like barely coherent. I, to... I think I remember you guys saying that. Jesus. I had to carry his ass to a hotel room. And like, I barely remember going there, which is crazy. Wow. Yeah. Holy shit. I remember, remember being outside, like slumped over, and then like getting into the hotel room with Conman. I don't remember. Well, he stroke is serious. There's like six people at on the strip that we were playing that night that uh, went to hospital in an ambulance for heat stroke because it was like mm. 46 degrees that day. And yeah, then Luke just like sings his heart out and like expels all the air. And like, oh yeah. Absolutely outside after. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Which is too bad. You missed a really fun night. Austin, I don't know if you guys... Is that the snake night where you saw the snake? Yeah. The guy that was still on the shoulder? Yeah, but Austin, I think it's like sixth have or sixth street or something that's it's just insane Dude, i've heard that it's so that's... much fun if you if you ever have a chance go to austin it's a really really cool city before i before we played i got a burger and as i was walking away i saw on the side it was like vegan no we were talking to the dude from rare bloom he's like yo did you go to go to this ethan. little place ethan yeah shout out ethan shout out ethan <laughs> and he was like yo did you go to that burger truck i was like hell yeah he's like yo sick i didn't know you were vegan i was like what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a vegan burger truck, and I was like, oh. Well, he was like, it's really good, but you probably want to eat like three of them because you've been hungry. Yeah, I, and I was like, fuck. It's like I was trying to spend light. It goes and right through you. Yeah. I thought it was like a, a standard, like a nice you know, hearty, hearty burger. Lots of. <laughs> I remember eating one, and then like half hour later, I was still hungry. I was like, no, no. I was like, it's, that was like twenty three Canadian dollars. <laughs> 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 yeah it, it was actually like we really noticed inflation on that last tour it's really expensive to feed yourself every day yeah you, it's no yeah, joke like, man stuff. i mean brad and tim are pretty good at just buying a bunch of fruit and nuts and stuff but i like to act i like hot things i can't eat yeah. i can't eat something room temperature or cold and then like not all the time not all the time and consider myself full yeah I hear well, that. That's also like a lot of the time we'll hop in in the morning and like everybody's sleeping, but I'm driving and Luke's in the passenger seat and then we're stopping in all these gas stations and these, so we're just like in all these spots more often. It's like, Oh, that fucking that hot dog looks really good. Right <laughs> <laughs> I've been driving for a long time. I deserve a hot dog. I want that can of beans right now. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I'd be posting like what my my antics on my Instagram story here and there on the road. Oh yeah. And one time I was posting like bright and early in the morning. We had a drive. I had a coffee and a hot dog, <laughs> and it was like seven. <laughs> I remember posting. <gasps> excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> I remember posting, and I had like three or four people message me like, "Dude, I'm kind of worried." Like, <laughs> out there, like, I was like, man. There was, like, bananas and apples and stuff. But that's the yes. thing. When you're eating at a gas station all the time, like, whatever you eat is not really great anyways. Yeah, no. So that Jimmy John's must have been, like, gold. Mm-hmm. That, was really, <laughs> that was the one and only time I ever ate there. Honestly, yeah. 
one of my favorite spots that I only went to once. Uh, it was called Potbelly. Yep. Also a sandwich place, but they like toast the hell out of it. And that's oh, yeah. when I, they burned it. And I love it. Oh man, that place was, that was so good. Yeah, that's my goal to go back there. So what was uh? Give us like your your top three shows from that that run. Okay, that driveways one in was that Manchester, New Hampshire. Yep, yep. yep. Yeah. Uh, that venue was so cool. I oh yeah. I pull up a picture of it or something. Oh yeah, that was a nice one. It's like an old theater type. Oh. Um, and I think the reason it was so good. Well, not only was it a really good show, but um, the sound guy at that show was like a standout in my memory from like the past 10 years of being a musician. There's wow. a lot of times when you play smaller venues and like, I think some sound guys have like a complex because they are like maybe musicians that never were like in bands or something. And they just like aren't very nice or like yeah. aren't very accommodating or something. But this guy, I don't know his name. I wish I could shout him out. Whoever the, the house guy is at that venue, um, he was amazing, like his communication on stage and like he just was like so amazing and, and stuff like that really sticks out in your mind as a band when you're going through and playing some venues, like playing some bars where necessarily they don't really want you playing, but it's like the promoters like, oh, oh I was able to get you this show and it's like, okay, <laughs> you can right. tell the crowd not really there for you and the, the sound guy's like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really nice to come to like a nice proper venue where they're they have all the procedures in place and it's just like everything runs smooth and you get you kind of get treated like a like an artist like you're not just like a piece of scum <laughs> right, of right. the time it feels like that they're like they're like do your goddamn job and we're like yeah okay which is fine that's what we're there to do but it's nice when it's like oh they're like here we got you guys like a fruit tray and some water and there's like a green room and a private washroom it's like oh my god like that yeah. just, that makes it stand out in your memory and it's really nice Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Chain reaction definitely was I probably my number one. I rolled the I rolled the blood in the back by a little bit, just because it's a legendary venue. Oh yeah, absolutely. And again, they have they have the setup like really well for artists, where you have like a direct access to the stage with like this big hallway and a huge green room with all sorts of couches and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome compared to sometimes playing a bar where you're confined to like. The van. So like, this space is this one four by two by four bar table. And like we right. had we had this one venue in Portland. I don't remember the name. It was the first show of tour. Um we saw some homies, so it was cool. But the the venue was like, oh, due to our something to do with their like liquor license, they couldn't remove the chairs from the table because they had to have chairs at the table in order to serve the I don't know, some some weird rule. Huh. That's weird. So they told us, like, you can have this table, but the chairs have to stay, like, tucked into it. And this is all the room you get. And you got to understand, we have we had, like, 20 merch pieces and, like, right. our stuff. Our entire, like, all of our stuff has to come inside from the van and, like, get crammed into this little space. And, like, yeah. we have nowhere to, like, stand or sit or anything. It's, like, sometimes that's fine. But after two months on the road, when you just drove eight hours, you're like, man, I just need to lay on a couch. <laughs> For sure. Just collect my thoughts. Because a lot of the time, like, 
when Luke and I are doing the driving, like we'll get to the venue, we'll load in. The boys were kind of napping all day, so they'll like take over, start running the show, and like Luke and I will catch a quick nap mm. for the set. It's very important that you get your rest, but also not too close to the set because sleeping too close to singing is not good. Mm. Yeah, that's not yeah. nice. Delicate balance. <laughs> but, that's crazy. Yeah, that's what it's all about finding the balance. Hell yeah. Well, since we got you two, I had a question that I was curious about. Um, are we ever gonna get espresso time back? Oh, that's a, yeah. Uh, no, I think in its in its original form, probably not. Just because it was like a the re, one of the reasons we stopped doing it was because it was like in Luke's kitchen upstairs, and his mom like on the weekend, like <laughs> we just can't really. Take just over take the over the kitchen. <laughs> you have like friends over, and you'd be like, they'd come in the door, and we'd be like, go, like go outside, like just hang on a second. <laughs> so it kind of got to the point where we're like, ah, we can't really do this. We don't have a space. We we're infringing on uh, his space. But I think we intend to bring it back in like like a TikTok form, like short form. Yes. All right. Hell yeah. Like I don't know if you guys did. You guys watch like the whole in like duration of those videos yes yeah we like i try to go back and watch them and I'm like this is brutal like i can't believe anyone would even sit and Dude, watch it was so fun bro yeah it was a yeah, blast. Not fun in the moment but like looking back i'm like oh my god what were we doing but i mean besides that the things we were doing like the little experiments or whatever the hell we decided would still make like good short form content without yeah. all the, without all this unplanned pauses in between like because life just gets so busy that we're like, oh shit, it's espresso time tomorrow. And I would just like show up and yeah. like, what are we doing today? And be like, we're making Legos. Because <laughs> that Lego was literally a present for Luke's like niece or nephew or something. Yeah. And we were like, it was. we have nothing to do. We'll just buy a new Lego and, yeah. and do the Lego on stream. Yeah. Or like, what ingredients do we have? We'll cook a fucking something <laughs> or like make a cake or go to the TV yeah. and start a fire. We'll paint glass. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I think it was yeah. like, it was super cool because during it was during the pandemic and everything, mm-hmm. where it was like a lot of that was like social media was like huge, and I know that me and Batch would like literally be texting each other while watching it, which was like fucking just it was just goofy and fun, man. It was like that stupid comedy, and you guys are just perfect pair together. I could see. You- <laughs> we are stupid for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I say that with love, brothers. Um. Um, no, dude, that would be sick if you guys did like a TikTok thing, like, like, uh, espresso time on the road. Like, you guys just stopped over at like a Duncan's or fucking Tim Hortons, and you're like, hey, guys, we're doing espresso time. We're just going to talk for two minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing is like, we, we make a ritual. Like, Luke and I, our drivers, we drink coffee in the morning. Like, Always. every morning, it's like before we drive, we get coffee. So, it's definitely something that we've intended to do well you know what we could even do it's just like imagine if we go live stream every morning real early because that's when we wake up we'll get coffee and yep. people talk to the people and dip out daily update yeah daily updates like go us up this is where we're going today yeah yeah That'd be sick. yeah and it would be kind of cool because like some sometimes we're in a cool spot where we can like hit a really nice coffee joint and other yeah. times we're at like a gas station that has like one of those old pots that's like brown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it smells yeah, yeah. like charcoal like it's burnt <laughs> and they put it yesterday and it's just fucking been on and then you're like well <laughs> well that was a that was a one star coffee today boys yeah, maybe i'll have a red bull for breakfast okay. 
Cool. Yeah. Okay, that's something we need to talk about, maybe. So that's gold. You guys got to do it. We don't drink energy drinks, but then, since we drive, we like started. We'd like be cracking Red Bulls in the morning, and like it's like it got pretty out of hand. But Luke then discovered G Fuel, which is like four times the amount of it's caffeine. Three hundred milligrams a can. It's it's kind oh, of yeah. Like, if you, you could actually, if you drank like three of them, yeah, going probably to, like, die. Yeah, really. Sure. And he at first he didn't realize what he was actually ingesting, and he was like two cans in, and he's driving the van, like, <laughs> yeah, shaking. I remember I was drinking one of those ghost ones, and I was like, "Oh, was it great?" Something, something that like it makes you feel tingly. It's called beta alanine. Alanine, yeah. beta oh. alanine makes you tingly. Um, I I work at a gym and literally I drink like two of these a day, easy. Yeah, you know the tingle. Be, it's supposed to be for gym. Chase the dragon, brother. Yeah, it's it's a it's a pre workout stimulant, so it gets you basically high as fuck inside your body with caffeine. Interesting. Yeah, I don't. So I had that driving. I never fucked. Yeah, so he's sitting still for like eight hours. That's great for the Tekka. Damn, so itchy. I was like. <laughs> <laughs> I could just see him smashing his hands on the wheels, just like making like these drum beats singing, like like oh, this is go. Oh, I don't know what I'm ready for, but I'm so ready. Yeah. He's like fucking cripple walking inside. <laughs> that was oh, rough. I could get I could get like sometimes we don't have time to stop to use the bathroom because we're like late for loading, so we're like just drive, just drive, and Luke's like. <laughs> they got um i don't know if they have it i'm sure they have something over there like that but we have this thing called red line and it's 450 milligrams of caffeine you don't have anything like that here no the legal limit is like 200 or something something they fucking doing it right yeah I don't know. Uh, the way is. the way our caffeine stuff is done is like per milliliter. That's why when you come up here, you'll notice our Red Bulls have eighty-one milligrams. That's because that was the max per milliliter for the can. Yeah, but mm. the, the monsters and stuff have way less. Yeah, they do. Really? That, way less. Even though it, it's increased, mm-hmm. you know. That's wild. Do you guys? Do you guys have full loco up there? Nope. No. See, they had to take that off the market here because when me and Steve were like in high school. It was legit killing kids because they would I drink like that. three I of them. Hearing about that, well, because it's yeah. like supercharged caffeinated liquor. <laughs> oh yeah, it was crazy. It was chaos. They still sell them in certain places. Yeah, they brought them back, but they made them like less yeah. potent, I guess. But less yeah. potent, but there, there's still some that are. I don't know. Maybe they're slightly less potent, but they're fucking potent. Yeah, they're it's, like three loco. We bought some on tour. <laughs> they just taste like chemicals. It's not something. It's definitely taste. not good for you. That's for oh. sure. <laughs> Ugh, I just don't like energy drinks that much. I can feel my heart going all crazy. Yeah. See, I I have an addiction, man. But that's because of where I work too. It's just like everyone cracks one first thing in the morning. Then you crack one before you work out. And then if you're staying up late, you crack one. I had two today plus an espresso. Ooh. I probably drank like three a one thousand milligrams today. It's terrible. Yeah, I think it's it's that combination with the sugar though. It's probably yeah. Get the sugar free ones, but then that's true. But I don't, I don't know shit about it. G Fuels are sugar free. Sugar free. Yeah. All of them. I think they're all pretty much. Unless you go in with like a monster, Red Bull Red monster. Bull. Yeah, exactly. Which those things are crazy. They can get up to like 60 grams of fucking sugar. That's insane. That's if you too, think about that, that's way too much sugar. 
Yeah. It's... Like if you were to eat it instead of drink it, that would be so disgusting. Oh my god. I know. Yeah, I, was, I was thinking about that the other day. I was fucking we, we sell these like little Swedish fish. Like I'm talking like fucking the teeny bags. And I was like, oh shit. So I ate this before hockey. And then literally like me being like fucking just loving to look at like the calorie intake and what's in it. I turn around, it's like 280 calories and it was like 30 something grams of sugar. And I mean like the smallest amount of sweetest fish. And I was like, well, that's fucking sad. Just pure sugar. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is just people just don't think about it. So no. it's too late. It's pretty true. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Well, they make everything. Everything that's so terrible for you is so cheap. And then everything that's like healthy and good for you is su- super expensive. At least that's how it is here. It's, it's like it's crazy. Yeah, back in the day, it was the opposite, though. Yeah, you can like go to McDonald's and get like ten cheeseburgers for like six bucks, but then you go to like stop and shop and go to get something that's like you know some kale or something that's good for you, and you'll pay like twenty. So no wonder why everyone in America is so fat and like high cholesterol. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. Like, well, even on the road, it's like we want to eat nice meals, but nice meals are expensive. Well, yeah. Sometimes you can like get stuff that will last, but if you have to keep it in the van, like, you don't have a fridge. No, and like, (laughs) we're in Texas. Like, by the time we would wake up and get to the van in the morning, this is how we could tell the temperature in the van. We we had a candle in there. Oh, just like a, a glass. Oh no! Oh shit! And, uh, it would, we, we had a lid. We would usually leave at like eight in the morning, nine in the morning, and like it's blazing hot already. And we like lug all of our stuff back to the van, and the candle would be completely fully like liquid. You shake it. Oh my god! All in the bottom liquid, and the van is like, I don't know. The, the outside air temperature is already like thirty six degrees at eight in the morning, and it's just Jesus. like an American for them. It's so crazy. So anything in the van is just that temperature so you Ugh. if we had a cooler in there like uh, the cooler actually becomes a heater <laughs> it, 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 <laughs> yeah for real heater. yeah so it just becomes useless and like i'll leave like a uh, luke buys all these arizona iced teas and he'll leave them in the van so i'll go in the morning and like have a hot cup of tea oh. yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah straight up like hot like it'll burn your lips it's insane oh my god oh yeah we had we had like hotel cards on the dash that would like melt and warp and <laughs> You just can't Jesus. deal with it unless you want to carry your shit inside of you every night. That's brutal. I know. Which we would do. We would like, we're like, oh, let's buy this big pizza that's good for all of us. We'll eat half of it, put it in the fridge. Then in the morning, we're like, okay, we got to fucking leave. We go. And then we're like, three hours down the road, we're like, no pizza. The pizza, no. <laughs> done that so many times. The pizza. <laughs> oh, man, dude. It's great. So, yeah, that's uh, that's some crazy shit, though. Like, so when we saw you guys in Ohio, I think that, like, going back to you talking about coming back from tour, well, like, you hit that, like, almost, like, hit the wall. I think when we saw you in Ohio, you guys had run, like, straight head first into the wall at that point because we were like, how are you guys doing? And you both, like, I remember you two specifically just being like, we are fucking tired, man. <laughs> yeah, no doubt that. I don't even remember. Like, there was just, it was just so much constant stuff that, like, there was probably so much shit we did that I don't, I would never remember unless someone brought it up. And it's like, oh my God, like, you're totally right. We did do that. But I don't know. It's crazy. Like, the things that pop up in my memory. 
from that because it's just so it's so fucking much information all the time. Yeah, it's impossible yeah. To it's, like it's, what happened when? It's funny the things that stuck stick out in the memory. Like I, I don't really remember doing the showcase like too too much outside of the studio, but I will always remember that wet burrito. <laughs> we had a wet burrito in America one time. A I wet had, burrito? Have you never heard of these? No. Where Dude. was this? Oh, I what thought you it? just meant the burrito was like drenched in water. Well, you did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Hold you on. Know, Where was this? California? It has to be a California uh, thing. We were in Spokane, we Washington. Washington. Oh my what god. The fuck? All right, elaborate. Elaborate yeah, for what? us. It's a big ass burrito that comes like in a bowl and it's basically like on a giant bed of wet salsa or something. Yeah, yeah it's so soggy. Yeah, you gotta eat it with a fork and a knife. Like, yeah, yeah I know what that is. I've seen that. Maybe some yeah. people like that, but I was like, I was, I, well, see, it wouldn't be a problem, but I didn't know that's what I ordered. It's not like it said wet on it. You know? Like an enchilada? Yeah, it just said burrito. Well, I was like, yeah, burrito. fair. Yeah, yeah. It's fair. It's a burrito. You know, I'll eat it. It's funny that you brought that. I'll fucking eat it. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, it, he's right, though. It's like the little things that stand out. You remember, like, no, like, uh, the weirdest thing. One of the things I look forward to most on tour is when we go to Austin. There's, excuse me, in this suburb somewhere uh, near a house we stayed once with some friends that, in Gold, in Gold Steps. Steps with Zach and Liz from Gold Steps. Oh, dope. Oh, okay. Hell yeah. Live, yeah, I used to live in Austin. And there was this gas station near their place. That was like a normal, I think it was like a tempo or something, gas station. But then there was this other side where it was like split and it was like a, oh, man. a Mexican grocery uh, store. Grocery store and like deli. And like they made these fresh breakfast tacos. Oh, so we were just yeah. leaving their house this one morning. We like went to get gas and I like smelled this smell. The smelly smell. I'm like, <laughs> oh, smell, smelly. Yeah, we're keen. We're very keen on breakfast. We're a breakfast yeah. fan. Except okay. for Nick, he'll eat pizza. He'll eat whatever. He doesn't give a fuck. The rest of us are like, no, give me eggs, give me, give me breakfast and a coffee. Yeah. So we go to this, and like these ladies that run the place, they, they don't even speak English, so like you know it's you know legit. it's good. Yeah. You, know mm-hmm. it's legit. you can't read the menu for us. You know it's legit. We we don't speak Spanish. We're not taught that. We're oh, we're taught. I'll see that. Spanish. I'm sure <laughs> some of us speak Spanish, but anyway, um, these tacos, these breakfast tacos, I can still taste them. I can still taste them. We literally talk about it for like weeks on our way to Texas, and we're like, boys, we just gotta go. We don't. We like go way out <laughs> of our way. Go an hour, uh, hour out of our way to go to this gas station and get these like. Tacos. Oh my god! Just like potatoes and bacon and like, potatoes, bacon, tortilla shell. That's it. Yeah, it's so. Wow. Oh my god. But yeah, that's the things. It's funny, like that, those are the things that I really look forward to. Yeah, it's like yeah. you know, playing the shows is all well and good, but there's a lot. <laughs> the shows are cool. Yeah, no, no, I, no, no, no. But I'm just like, it's, it's really funny that you kind of develop your own life and habits on the road. Right. You know? The shows are more than fulfilling, but you get to have your own type of, you know, Pokemon adventure outside of the road because you just leave in a backpack. That's and true. That's it. <laughs> you, got, you got your friends with you, and you know you just hope for the best. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, I mean, that's me and Steve kind of we like felt like awesome. we were on tour when we went to Ohio, like to see you guys. We were like we were like stopping, getting gas all the time, eating shit food, and then like we got to Ohio and like we found this donut shop. 
Do you remember this, Steve? Are you guys telling me about this? The donut shop where they had the Buckeyes and they like oh, forced us. Oh my they, god! Like, forced the Buckeyes on us. They were Fuck like those Buckeyes. They were like, you have to eat these, and we were like, what? They were like, it's a Buckeye. I was like, what the fuck is a Buckeye? Think it's a Buckeye. Think from trees. Yeah, they yeah, were so yeah. they were so upset. We didn't know what it was. We're like, I don't it's, fucking know what a Buckeye is. It was pretty much just a ball of peanut butter dipped in chocolate, and I was like, all right, I guess I'll try one. And they were like, no, you have to try the whole thing. And it was like this big, like little plastic container, and they were like, that'll be twelve dollars. I was like, what the? F-? <laughs> what? Yeah, <laughs> we bought like a dozen donuts from them and stuff, and they were like, you guys aren't from here. You got grifted, my man. Yeah, I know we did. For sure we did. And, like, then I drove, like, I don't know. I just, like, drove down. Like, I thought it was an exit, but it was, like, this hill. That, like, what event, like, it started out paved. And then it just turned into, like, this dirt road of, like, I don't know how my Corolla made it over this thing. But, it like, Steve had a video of it. And my I thought the whole, like, axle broke because I hit the hit the bottom of it, and I, the, the car made this terrible noise, and Steve was like, well, that wasn't good. <laughs> so That's the no. worst thing when you're, when you're, like, so far from home, and, like, yeah. the vehicle makes that noise, you're like, oh, no. Yeah, that was <laughs> fucking scary. Uh, that was hilarious. I was just recording for some dumb reason, and you happened to be like, I'm going to drive off the side of the road here. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't, I didn't see it coming either. That was fucking funny. But then we found that fucking, that smoothie place. Oh, yeah. That was, yeah. like, our go-to. That was, like, our fucking... Every morning, what, two days there. What's it called? I don't remember. It was on the main. I follow him on there. Instagram. I don't actually get out of here. Really? Yeah, I forget the name of it, but I because fo- I want to find one around here. It was so was good. It, was it? Because uh, there's a smoothie place that I went to with Tim when we were on tour once, and it was phenomenal. I can't remember the name of it. I wonder if it's the same place. This is it, the- it was. Yeah, it was right on the main strip there in that town, and um, right near where you guys were playing, hmm. and um. <laughs> Yeah, we just like we're walking around the town and we were like, I guess we'll go in here. And it was like tons of protein shakes and like stuff for Steve. And then there was like this one that was like a grape Skittle. And I was like, well, I'm going to drink that. And it was it was so fucking good. Yep. Love that. I love those little finds. Yeah. Things you never find in your life unless you're just like walking around a random town. Yeah, yeah. we had we had time. I think it was before the show. Uh, we were just fucking around because we got in the night before yeah and we were just like the next day we like grabbed breakfast and then we just fucking walked around we ended up finding this little comic book store too that had like all these old like marvel dc i mean you name it every fucking action figure it was so fucking cool this little hole in the wall place i don't know i think we bought a few things it was just cool i thought we were gonna hold the place up yeah he kept like following us around and he was like you guys all set like you guys good and we were like yeah just looking man yeah yeah, it was good it's shit. Like, yeah, that was cool. It's a bummer Chief State couldn't make it out to that. Man, that was such shitty luck for them. I know. Oh, <laughs> man, like, it's just one thing after the other. Yeah, we, they... We had to cancel one show on that run because of Luke's heat stroke, actually. Yeah, that, I see, I do oh, remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah yep. No, I remembered yeah, it from somewhere. The next day after Austin, we were supposed to go to New Orleans. Oh, God. It was like an eight-hour drive or something, and Luke was just like, we woke up the next morning, and like he was just still like green, kind of. <laughs> oh, I was like, <laughs> an eight-hour drive in this heat again. Like our van had a little bit of AC, but it wasn't like anything crazy, right? So, so I was like, it's not, it's not gonna be good for Luke to fucking no another eight hours and, and then perform again. 
in the in the humidity too because oh yeah new orleans is hot yeah what's what's the process like having to cancel a show like that you just yeah honestly don't ask ask nick like yeah you ask your tour manager or whoever is in contact (laughs) they're like we just show up boys (laughs) for for me and luke like i find we just kind of like we write the music and like that's that's just my thing like i just want to be a musician i'm not yeah i'm not like super business minded or yeah yeah. i'm not like booking the tours or like designing the merch like just like i just like i just like playing music so some of my earliest memories now as a human being are like playing music with fire that's awesome that's awesome like that's so i think that's what's so cool about you guys is every one of you like has your own like little job like nick kind of does like the marketing and shit and then brad's involved with that and then you guys write the music and then tim has his own job and it's like i think that's what makes you guys like work so good like you all you're like a team you all have your own little role that you play yeah we seem to have figured out like a a good spot where i don't know i think maybe a lot of bands like uh, have trouble operating like that because a lot of the time it's not fair if you're looking at it like in terms of fair it's not really going to work out like that. Like you got to look at it in terms of like, okay, we are calling out captains. We are not Luke and Connor. And so if, if like one night or one week or two weeks, one of us or two of us need to pull extra weight. Like you just have to be prepared to like, like there was a time on, on a tour, like a long time ago where I threw out, I have back problems. I like threw out my back and I couldn't, I straight up couldn't walk. Like the boys had to like carry me around for two days. Shit. Luke, Luke like fell off a, one of those e-scooters and like fucked up his ankle. Nick like blew out his knee and Tim had, had done his rotator cuff. So Brad was the only one. And Brad's like every loaded Brad's like carrying all the amps and like doing all and like not a word of complaint. Yeah, and that's all, awesome. I think we all just know that like sometimes the shit hits the fan like yeah it does get hard when you have to pull extra weight but it's like okay i know that down if the, the shoe road, was on the other foot they would do it for me exactly yeah so you kind it's of family just, man yeah That's yeah you cool. just gotta trust in the team and that, that it's like it's not uh it's not about like necessarily direct like hours you're putting in or like i did this and you yeah. did that it's like, like yeah times where like you know we have plans for connor to drive in the morning but connor wakes up he's got a masher headache and i'm like you know what I got it in me to rip six hours alone. And then I'll do it. I'm not yeah. complaining about it. I'm not going to say shit about it because, like, I know damn well he's up for it when I'm down. And then, yeah, the next day, you it's, know, just give, it's just yeah. given that all, you know, it just is reciprocated. Yeah, it's all, and it goes around. I, I'm sure I'm around. sure a lot of bands operate like that, too. I don't know. But I think, yeah, we really found a good stride. Like, Tim is, is a very personable guy. Oh yeah. Yes. Luke and I like we we're artistic and we do write most of the music and the lyrics. So like there are people that do really want to talk to us at shows, but we're not like as out there as someone like Tim. If you've ever met Tim, he's like talking to every person. Like blah, blah, blah. I'm more like closed off. I'm, I'm very, very more closed I'm off. Very introverted. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Well, that's that was showed in the uh, New Hampshire show. The uh, we were literally there and like. Timbo was like, "Yeah, where's your ladies? You're late because we were like, oh, our ladies are here." Came right over to our ladies and like introduced himself from the <laughs> fucking merch table. Was like, "Oh no, where are they? Yeah, let me say hi to them." Comes yeah. away, hey, Timbo, and then literally has a conversation with them for five minutes. He's like, "All right, I'm gonna head back now." And we were like, "You didn't have to do that. That was so yeah, awesome." Was so so cool. 
Yeah, man. He's yeah. That's that's, that's what cool. I love about Tim is he's really like he's truly like involved, and he like truly appreciates everybody. Not that we don't. We just we're just like I think we're too artistic and like too like you you're know just quiet and that's just who you are. You know? Yeah, like, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely talk to fans at shows if anyone oh, wants. Yeah. To but like for the most part, right after the show, like I kind of just go right into like. Gear. There's a separate work mode. Gear that I mode. Get into after yeah, it. you guys are looking at what you're doing for the next day and like what you're doing tonight and where you're gonna stay and how far you're gonna drive and. Yeah, so we kind of just let Tim and Brad and Nick like do the the more sociable mm-hmm. thing. We try to do. I mean, it also depends on the show. Like when we're at really when we have really good crowds at like a really prestigious venue, sometimes I'll just be like Luke, go just go talk i'll do everything you know and like yeah that type of thing you know you gotta just kind of weigh in your mind or if it's like oh shit i gotta call home like i got a family thing i it's so someone's birthday it looks like go go do your call like i'll pack this stuff up while you're gone yeah so that's awesome yeah that's i mean cool, man. It, it does make it easier like you gotta be a team man. i think i've heard of some bands where it's very clear that like one person does it tries to do everything mm-hmm. like doing the, the booking the marketing you're trying to be the personable guy that everyone's talking to and writing like, all the music you burn out like it's oh yeah you handle it but some people like it's really easy to burn out so you need your your mates to rely on sure because i know when i was trying to get that record signed from all you guys like i knew the easiest three to find would be tim nick and brad and then i happened to bump into luke at the merch table and then I'm like, all right, now I just got to find the elusive con man. Like, <laughs> I was like, I, I think you grabbed him me. after he went to the bathroom. Yeah. There he like, is. He, Go get him. I was like, he went in the bathroom. There he is. That was my chance. <laughs> Pass under the stall. Here you go. Yeah, that that's one of the, like, honestly, one of the banes of my existence. I love signing records, but, like, getting the five of us in one spot after a show is so hard to do. So it's like, I'll be oh, like, yeah. okay, I'll sign the record. I'll be right back. I'll go find Tim and Luke and, and Nick. And then like, I'll go out, I'll go find, like, I'll find Luke and then, or I'm trying to grab people for a photo. And then like on the way I lose people or it's like impossible to find everybody. But mm-hmm. I've learned from this last tour that I think I'm going to buy us like a set of walkie talkies. <laughs> I love it. Be like boys, That's great. Table sign a record. Like, I don't got to go running around. That would be so, yeah. And then, like, could we a car in the back? Be like, boys, load out of time. We're just pulling back up. Yeah. like how That's clutch. Do? That's, yeah. That'd be dope. Yeah. That happens all the time where people are I'm like, locked out of the back door. Can somebody open it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brad's like, where is everybody? We got someone who has to leave and they need their shit signed. And it's like a mad scramble around the Dude, building. that even happened when we were leaving Ohio. I had you guys uh, sign the stick, the drumstick that I got. And yeah, literally, I think Luke was the last one, and you guys were all like, Timbo was like, well, I'll go look for him. And it was literally took like 10 minutes. And then it was finally like, all right, everyone finally was outside. I think you guys started smoking and hanging out. And it was like, all right, cool. <laughs> it was like, it oh, was yeah, exactly yeah. what you're saying, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a chaotic time. There's an ebb and flow. Yeah. There's no like real plan other than just, that's the plan. Just try to stay positive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. It's, uh, it, like, so how many of you guys are sober? Everyone but Nick or? Completely. Everyone... When you say sober, define sober. Like, you don't drink. Don't drink. Okay. Oh, don't Tim, drink? Tim is yeah. completely sober for. Yeah, I know that. Four? Yeah, damn it. Wait, or is it four years? Is it I think it's four. Tim, Tim is like completely sober 
Yeah. Long time. Good for him. Uh, Brad. I mean, the rest of us, like me and Luke, will like have a drink if yeah. the, the occasion is there. But like, because we're the drivers, and because yeah, exactly. we never know like, if something happens to Luke or something happens to me, like we don't want to be in the position where one of us can't drive. So we just tend not to drink. We do if I yeah partake in the in the herb at times. We smoke oh, yeah. the herb, yeah. Uh and then Nick drinks heavily, yes. He usually <laughs> takes all <laughs> size. Well, so I was gonna ask like how that works. Like right do you guys like struggle with that? Like, you know, sometimes like you play a crazy show or something like that, New Hampshire show, and you're like, damn, you know what'd be great is a fucking beer right now. No, no, you know what? I don't know. Never a thought. Anybody who really has ever hung out with me and Luke is like, we just want to like smoke weed and go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) That is literally you guys. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Our ladies can trust us because we're literally just out here to play our music, get a little little weed, have a good. I just want eight hours, man, and to drive my and not break. Like that's all we're out here for. I mean, granted, like when the time permits and it's not like I have to, you know, like I you have an off day or something. Yeah. If, Cause in the back of my head, like, okay, I do want to maybe, you know, I'll have a, my, my drink of choice is like a vodka slime, like vodka and lime. I love that shit. Or if I know for sure, I'm going to do the night drive to be like Connor. We'll have I'll, have, I'll have like one drink. Yeah. I, yeah. Never, I never drink to like get drunk. Cause I fucking hate being dizzy. We do. Be never I'll, get, I'll get a little, Lucy goosey but if i know i have to be up at like eight and drive the whole fucking day like i'm not gonna that's true yeah all that's on my mind is like where can i go to sleep because i gotta be the one that's driving in the morning like y'all can fucking sleep in the van but i gotta like make sure i'm rested and everyone's lives are in my hands yeah i think that was you mentioned that when in ohio when we were you were all outside you guys were smoking and stuff and i think someone went to pass the blunt to you and you were like, no, no, I gotta drive tonight, so I can't be, I can't be smoking weed. Yeah, yeah, I tried. I was to like, that's it. so fucking cool, like that he's that self aware that like. Oh, it, and you know what? That's the funny thing is like, it doesn't feel cool in the moment. You're like, because you know, like, growing you want to party a little bit and have some yeah, fun. Like, we just grew up as like the stoner kids in high school, and like that's kind of just always been our thing. And a lot of the people that I know on the road, it's like that's what we do. So like. People mm-hmm. come and it's like, oh, I got us, you know, I brought this. I brought, and I'm like, even if I'm trying to to yeah. not, it's like, it's really, really hard to be like, yeah, I'm sorry, like, I'm not here to party. I'm, I'm like literally working right now. And like, it, it yeah. sucks because like, it is a total party time. But then it's like, okay, party time. Because well, everyone else is fucking going balls of the walls, having a party while, you know, uh, you're, you're working. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like being the bartender at a bar. You're like, yeah. Mm. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> a good analogy. Like, that's true. Yeah. Time, but you gotta stay straight for everybody else yeah, right and i mean I, I have my graduated license or whatever in canada we have like different tiers of licenses where you can like do get away with <laughs> different amounts of shit okay like i could by all means like have a drink wait an hour and drive right like anyone but right. i just in my head like if i'm driving like no alcohol i've just always been like that yeah, that's yeah. Like, I, never, that's I never even risk it which is funny because like my brain doesn't work like that with the weed. Like before the show, I'll I'll smoke as long as I have enough time before I'm driving where I'm not, you know, stone still. Yeah, which is funny because I could do the same with liquor. It's just never been my my thing really. I'll have a drink, but usually only one. Yeah, yeah. So 
Yeah. I mean, none of us really drink to excess anymore. We used to be kind of a party band, like when yeah. Tim was not before Tim was sober. And like at that point, Brad was still partying and like the three of them would just like, it was oh, kind right. of a nuisance for us because we still just wanted to smoke. We can go to bed. They'd be like, no. Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you guys are stuck bar. babysitting. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's either like, okay, we have to like sit in the van or we either have to go to the bar and like wait for them, wait for them. Or we got to like drop them off. And like, it's not, it's never really a good idea to split up when you're yeah. on the road, especially when, yeah. the boys, especially when you're with some partiers who not might necessarily not be caught. Uh, you can't contact them in the morning sometimes. There was yeah. a time when we thought we lost Brad and we literally like left him a final message on his phone. We're like, oh, all right, dude. We're like, all right, dude. What? The address to the venue. Here's a taxi company. <laughs> like, you're going to have to figure us. it out, buddy. Holy shit. <laughs> and we like decided to leave and we went to the van and like buried under a bunch of stuff in the van. Like, Brad somehow made it back. Brad made it back to the van, opened it up with his keys, just went to bed. We went to bed. Wow. Wow. <laughs> we were like, oh, thank God. Yeah, it go. was crazy. It's but like, that, was, wow. like, that was so long ago. Like, none of us really do that anymore. I think we take it a lot more seriously and try to act more professional. And when we're doing those two month stints, like, you have to think about longevity. Yeah, like yeah. if you're partying and you're getting sick, and like it's, we're here. We're ultimately we're there to play music. Like it's fun to yeah. drive around and and do all this shit, but like it's also very difficult to do it because you got to quit your job. Yeah, yeah. Still, you know, like you still got to pay rent, you still got to pay all this stuff, and like then there's the extra cost of feeding yourself, and like our phone bills are astronomical. I didn't even think of that. Oh yeah, health insurance. I mean, for us, it's nothing to complain about compared to you guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we won't even get into that one. <laughs> oh, spending nothing, we do still have to think about like buying our visas, buying health insurance. Oh, yeah, exactly. Blah, blah, blah. And like, it gets pretty grueling sometimes when it's not paying off. But then, mm-hmm. like, you play a couple of good shows and you're like, man, like, hell yeah. Like, let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like such an ebb and flow of emotion yeah absolutely i mean you guys went on a that run you guys went on i mean we talked to um to mark from goalkeeper and like we were like i don't know how the fuck those boys did that like that was a fucking run and a half like Mm -hmm. two straight months of just going i feel bad for goalkeeper because we they got us like right at the end and we were like not even the same people like if we had started the tour (laughs) with them we would have been like what's up boys you know And like it's usually like that with the first band we tour with. We're like, yeah, yeah. We're like all hyped and hyper, and then the middle stint, we're like, like this is good. Shows are good. Like, kind of- <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> how it was when we saw you in Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. Shows are good. Everything's good. Yeah, good. things are good. It's not bad. It's good I need a nap. But <laughs> we're almost. It's like yeah, third band. It's up, boys. Like, <laughs> you know, like. Going on going on a two month tour with one band is probably a lot different than going on this tour where we're switching bands because mm. we like left we left Chief State and like they went home and then like a month later we were still like on tour and it's like that's pretty crazy to think about. Isn't yeah. that nuts? That's fucking wild. And then that's I think insane. we toured with Suitable Miss, like they did their little stint with us. I think it was only nine days. And then they went back home. And we were and you still tour. had like another month. <laughs> Yeah, and then they went. They went home, and then they did a whole other tour before we even went. Before we went back home, like they did two whole fucking tours. gnarly. Like the back half of our tour. It's but, insane. 
I really liked touring with goalkeeper. Yeah, they're good dudes. Yeah, they're one of our favorites, yeah. We sure. got our Bill, too. Yeah, they toured with Bill, the photographer, who has plays in his own band. They're really sick. The oh, yeah, games. he made a guest appearance with Mark last time we had him on. He was driving yeah. Mark. Oh, really? Yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that was so funny. They're such funny characters. And yeah. What I liked about them was we, like, I don't know, it's it's funny when you're, like, switching bands switching touring partners constantly like testing the waters with a new band like you don't really know how how it's gonna go i mean right. it's always good it's always good <clears throat> yeah for us it's never been bad but like seeing how how you click and like how far you can go and with them it was it was like goofy tour pranks like there was one in manchester like me and nick thought it'd be funny they had this really big uh plastic tip jar and we thought it'd be hilarious. We took it to the bathroom and like filled it to the brim with water. Like, <laughs> back on the table and didn't say anything. So like you hardly tell that there was water in it. So we were hoping that like baby so would move it. <laughs> oh <laughs> my god. So it would drop like a one in there to be floating. Floating. Like silly. The other okay, the other thing that I thought was really funny was there was one time we, we got to the venue slightly after them, which was a trend. They're, they're keeners. They always get to the venue before us. We're always late. That's just how we are. Yeah, yeah. We show up and the, the lady that runs the venue is like, yeah, there's this like miniature here. And we, we looked in and we're like, oh, there's energy drinks in here. There's two energy drinks. Oh, no. And she's like, oh, yeah, I don't know whose those are. I mean, I guess you guys could just take them. So me and Tim are like, hell yeah, we cracked these energy drinks. Little did we know, it was, I think one was Mark's and one was Cody's. Yeah. Solid. And, uh, they like specifically bought them at a gas station, like brought them in, put them in the fridge to cool them down for before the set. And then like later at night, I'm like sitting in the trailer because we usually leave our trailer open and Luke and I will just sit in there on lawn chairs like you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll just like hang out in there. And we were just like sitting there and I was drinking <laughs> this energy drink. And Cody comes in, he's like, hey, have you guys seen any energy drinks? And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Because I knew Tim had the other. He's like, did anyone take like Mark's energy drink? I was this like, Connor was like damn near a bit. I was like, I was like, gotta put it down to the side. I was like, no, I don't know. I think I might have saw Tim with an energy drink. So I think, <laughs> no. And then I was like, it's like fuck. Like, I'm a Canadian. It's like against the law for me to do that. So I was like, okay, Cody, I'm sorry. I gotta hold up. Like, I was like, <laughs> the lady. I'm like, I'm so sorry. The lady told me that I could have it. I didn't. I should realize because I've literally seen him drinking that flavor before. And like, oh my it. god! It just didn't even. That's tour brain though. But oh, I made yeah. up. We made up for it by buying them two brand new ones each the next day. Yeah. So no, that's dope. That is hilarious. That's so yeah, funny. That was a good time. They're good guys. They didn't really mind. I think no, Mark was awesome. Slightly chapped because that was his only energy drink. And we didn't have a replacement. We didn't have a replacement. <laughs> <laughs> he said it was okay, but I felt. That it was slightly not. Okay. He was jilted. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right, though. Could be. Hell yeah. It's fine. You got something for him, Stephen? Uh, I mean, I asked all my main questions. What about you? Oh, I was just going to compliment them on how unreal you guys are live. Oh, my like, God. You know what? Like, I can't explain to you how good that is to you. Do you guys, do you guys think so? <laughs> oh, we don't. Dude, we like, know so. So, like, the Ohio show was one thing. Like, that was 
it is what it is. Like that was what it was. And then like the Manchester show was just like on another level. Like I was, I left there and I like looked at Steve and I was like, dude, that was like a green day show. That was fucking nuts. Like, and I was, I, I just, you guys were unbelievable. Like both nights were unreal, but like that you, New you, Hampshire show was. You guys. And you know what? I think it's just an artist thing to look at your own stuff and just be super critical because mm-hmm. like recent, I mean like recently we've just been really like looking at ourselves and like, I look back, I'm, I'm like <laughs> pretty crazy about this stuff. So I, when we're jamming, Okay. I'm I'm the one that's like it's so fucking funny. I'm savage. Like we'll end the yeah, song and I'll like, be like, "You were shit. Like that was bad." Oh my god! Like, oh. <laughs> yeah, like straight up, you know, like verbatim. Yeah, like <laughs> not what to the be fuck me. Were like, you doing there? Like, yeah, well, exactly. I mean, we're, we're at a point where it's like we got to take it seriously. So I I kind of like see myself as the musical director and like I just yeah. take it upon myself to call it out when it's not good enough. Yeah. And I, and I look really closely at some of our live shows and I'm just like, this isn't good enough. Mm. But I know it's different when you go from studio to a live setting. Like it, it can't be the same unless you are willing to get into a bunch of stuff with backtracks. And like, we're not a band that uses in-ears or a bunch of backtracks. Like, yeah, right, right. We kind of experimented for the first time with a little bit of backtracking, which was, we didn't do anything with guitars all the guitars are live just brad mm-hmm. and i with the campers the we back we backtrack some tambourines we, we back backtrack the tambourine but i still play Luke them. plays it live yep. you mm-hmm. oh yeah you can't usually hear it in bigger venues so we just backtrack it so and have it in the back so you can like you can have a visual you can see and then it. it makes you hear it in the yeah yeah right, yeah right, yeah right, yeah absolutely like the few effects like the beginning of laurel canyon we have and then like a few bass booms and shit like that but we have no backing vocals we have no backing guitars backing instruments vocals. or anything so all the music yeah. live um which i think yeah i think we did an all right job of transposing the album because it's so different coming from a studio setting mm-hmm. and just being super creative in studio and especially me um working with quinn the guy who did the who recorded us in edmonton we're both like guitar buffs and like we're not afraid to put 12 guitar tracks on a song, you know? So it's like, mm-hmm. if it sounds good to me, like in studio, let's just go for it. We'll figure the rest out later. Yeah. Like, well, put 12 guitar tracks if it sounds good. And oh, then yeah. you have the job of like breaking down. Okay. What if, what do we do about this live? Like, cause that's why there's not really within Colonel Captain's a lead guitar and a rhythm guitar. Mm-hmm. As Brad and I will break down like, okay, well you play this and then you switch to this. And we'll pick out parts that that we'll play, and like maybe sometimes we'll we'll backtrack the effect, but we never backtrack a guitar part, which I think in the future would be kind of cool to do is backtrack some guitars because we've mm-hmm. recently upgraded and we we're starting to do the whole in ear thing. We're going to start trying to get an in ear rig set up. Dope. And I think that'll open up a whole bunch more production for us where mm-hmm. we can put some backing vocals, like things that. I don't think it's bad to have a few like helping hands live because there's a right. lot going on in the songs that would be really cool to do. That's just simply not possible. Like a 12 string. And yeah, we, we, we can't bring another person on tour to play this or like, no. You know, yeah. True. Yeah. To, to load gear. So we got to sacrifice certain parts and like, we can't have a live keyboard really. So 
I think we'll play more with that and building our live show that way now. And hopefully that improves it even more. So thank you guys for, for the kind words about this. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah, dude. You guys yeah, are fucking... musicians, like, we constantly are just like, man, it's not good enough, which I think is a good thing. As long it, as I was going to say, that's a good thing, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you ever, if you're ever sitting there like, this is good, like, then you never get better, right? No. True. But True. It's also easy to be too negative about it and kind of. Yeah. You don't want to beat yourself up too much about it, you know? Yeah. It, it's a it's a fine line. Find the balance. All about balance. You have to understand the science. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I just love writing music with Luke. That's what we do. Yeah, we just, we just write That's music. Dope. My happy place. And we and we hope that people like it. We love listening. Oh, we love it, man. I mean, you guys, you guys sounded exactly like you do on the record, and like yeah, it was that's crazy. like that's like that the best crazy. thing about seeing a band live because. I've seen a few that I'm like, I leave and I'm like, wow, that was not good. Like rise against was one of them. I went and saw rise against and I was like, holy fuck. That was terrible. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, could yeah. have just been the night, but yeah, yeah. It could have been the night. You never know. But... Yeah. You don't know, but There's you nice... guys were, you guys were fucking tight. Like it was, it was sick. I'd say the only other band that I ever heard live that was like as good as what they put out on record was Avenged Sevenfold. So oh, between yeah. it's Luke's favorite band. That's, that's oh, really? band of all time. Yeah, bro. I saw them live and I was like, it feels like I have a CD in my car and you guys yeah. are right next to that same shit. When I heard it, I was like, okay, this that's is leave, fucking fire. That's how I leave Green Day shows the same way I left you guys show. I was like, shit, they sounded exactly like they fucking do on the record. That was unbelievable. Yeah, that's like pretty freaking awesome to hear. Those are like my two childhood and like very cool. <laughs> Dude, that's you uh, you like yeah. channel your inner Billy Joe when you're up on stage. It's fucking cool, man. Well, with slowly getting better, like, I mean, we've learned a lot about writing since then, even. And yeah. Still, we were writing songs and not really thinking about necessarily like, is this easy for us to sing? Like, is this possible for us to sing for two months straight, night after night? And mm. to be honest, like a lot of it is, is not, it's, it's not, not really, I don't know how Luke does it, but like, you got to think that like, we have very few days off, like he's trucking through these songs every night. So we've sort of changed our writing style, not in the sense of like, um, we're not trying to write music differently. We're just trying to approach it from a more repeatable standpoint. Like mm -hmm. uh, we've grown as musicians and we've learned more about ourselves, like performing these songs and realizing what we can and can't do necessarily because mm -hmm. it's different like you can hit something in the studio one time perfectly and it's good and if you you know in a certain way that you can't replicate live exactly right. um and then it gets really really hard especially if that's like one of your singles like we struggled with like undone is an extremely difficult mm. song thing like it's just simply out of luke's range so we started writing now like thinking about that first where we come in it's like okay well we gotta go and do this <laughs> every night yeah. yeah so let's make it let's still let's make it captains but let's make it man you know doable yeah. let's write something a little more in our style yeah rather than just writing with like, here's the song record it and then deal with it later it's like let's we're thinking about it a little more yeah like let's deal with it now and then you know maybe drop it down an octave so it's in his range or like you know yeah slow it down a little bit or something like that 
tempo changes, key changes, melody mm-hmm. change. Yeah, we're there's a lot of songs I found that even that we had pitched for slowly getting better that just weren't like good enough. Yeah. Yeah. And then sometimes you go back and you're like, oh wait, but this one part of this song is good enough. And now that we have all this extra experience and you come at it from a different angle, it's like, oh wow, this song, like it does have legs to stand on. We were just looking at it from the wrong way. And a lot of that has to do with who you're working with. Right. Yeah. Hell yeah. So Luke, I wanted to ask you about, since you're on here, we might as well talk about your Gaffwood stuff. Oh, funny you say that. We were just working on a beat. You know what? It's been pretty self-produced, but yeah, I'm working on a new EP right now, and I have like it's not a concept or anything, but I have an experiment where I'm doing the whole record on one session. So it's gonna oh, be fuck like, yeah, yeah, it's gonna. It'll be like one continuous song. Yeah, it'll be like one big song. It's like a forty-five minute song. No, okay, that's 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 too long. We're going. Like <laughs> yeah, like a ten fifteen. Nice yeah, no, Jeez, totally like forty-five minute full album. Have enough RAM to run. Yeah, project. <laughs> yeah, but you know, like it's just. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, it was fucking sweet. So I was just working on this stuff and kind of come down before the podcast and give me all these great ideas. Yeah, I mean that's it's fucking cool, man, to see you doing something different than what you're doing, Captains. Like it's something you're obviously passionate about and something that you enjoy doing. So it's like it's cool to listen to and like hear a different side of you. That's cool. Hey, thank you. I appreciate that. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. You know what's also kind of funny with with Gaffwood is, ooh, like Luke. I don't know. People ask me like, are you are you worried about like Luke going off and doing Gaffwood? And I'm like. You know what? No, I'm not. Like, he he'll do his. I know he'll do his thing, but like, I know that Luke and I are just like in this thing together. Like, yeah. No matter. And like, to prove that point, the, our song "Friends and Family." If you listen to it, it used to be like originally that song was written as a Gaffwood song, and it was like written over a beat. It was completely it was like, released. It was on SoundCloud. It was literally released. He was like, wow. check out my Gaffwood song, and I was like, yo, not all. I didn't like all of it, but I was like, this this part. I was like, this is something. And he was like, without hesitation, he was like, all right, like pull it off of SoundCloud. We like broke it Get down, out. wrote it with guitars, drums, and it became it became what it, it became friends and family. What it Holy did. shit. Um, but it was a completely different, like it was written over a beat as a rap style song. Wow. Holy it, shit. You probably, if you go back and listen to it, you'll probably hear it now more. In the oh, break. I'm gonna. And then, I'm feeling lonely. Yeah, 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 dude. What a cool! Oh wow, so cool. Deep cuts. It was, was it was like Luke in his raw form. Like he wasn't writing for captains. He wasn't like trying to impress the rest of us or like create a song that would be, that would up, you know, like uphold. Like we have labels looking at these songs, and you Mm -hmm. know, there's a certain weight that we put on the music we write. But Mm -hmm. it was just like, it was just like a. A feeling and like i felt the feeling that he was writing about and yeah. i think that's the most important thing in a song is like whether you like the lyric or not if it's a legitimate thing that someone was like feeling and they portray that in a way that you're you hear it and immediately like you feel that feeling like you hear yeah, what he's yeah. saying and you like you can immediately identify with it and then you can kind of tell when you listen to the song that we took the feeling from luke's verse vibe like the first verse i think is relatively unchanged 
lyrically yeah. and, and melodically from his other song. We just wrote different music under it. And then we approached the chorus as, from a band standpoint. Yeah. And then we kind of left the demo like underdeveloped like that. And the whole back half of the song, like that breakdown and stuff, yeah, almost happened in studio. Yeah, like, the, day we were, yeah. the day we recorded it, like those wow. those breakdown guitars at the end. I think Luke wrote the pattern. Yeah, as like a rough draft or something, at, like in the studio as we were working, and then I really I went the... and hit it, and like it just like happened perfectly. I I think I like one take them each, and like the first takes I did are the ones that made, it onto, that. that made it onto that made it onto the record, and then. We had no lyrics for the end. That whole I can't remember what it is, but Luke does a scream part at the end. And standing like, atop a mountain over. Yes. Yeah. We were yeah. like, we had nothing for this. And and Luke was like, okay, give me five minutes. And he went and like scribbled a few like prompt lines and just it was like the last song that we had recorded. We saved it for last specifically, so it feels like the last song on the record in every sense. Like it was written last. Wow. Recorded like, last play like it was the last it was song, like the last song we recorded know? we were in there like this is it and wow. he just went in there and hit those vocals and like almost one taked it and we were like holy like holy hell that was perfect like i don't think it necessarily has much to do with the song unless you take personally different things from it but like it was just what he was feeling in that moment and we were like damn that was tight because like the, cut and paste let's go that scream part i can especially say like you know, Northland is one of my biggest influences. And I was just thinking, like, what are the lyrics for that? Like, standing atop a mountain, overflowing. Everything that's in my mind's eye. It's all that spiritual. Yeah, I, I was just more or less, I was really trying to, like, invoke a, a deep feeling. And then, yeah, like, right at the end, we had that idea to do, to throw that vocal line, slowly getting better. You yeah. can make it happen. Just that's so crazy. That was, like, that was just in the moment. It was like, because we already knew we were going to call the album that. Luke and I yeah. had decided that like so long before, before the pandemic. Even. We we knew we were calling it Slowly Getting Better. And we kind of went into the whole process knowing. And then like we wrote all the songs. And then like in the final preparations for the album was when I picked out his Gaffwood song, yeah. Friends and Family. So it was one, it was the last song we like worked on for the sessions. It was the last song we recorded. And it's the last song on the album, like all for a reason. Like we wanted it to feel last. Damn. And like if you listen to the album in a whole, we spent a, a lot of time and very careful thought picking the order and like how you hear the songs. And especially for the record, like side A and side B, the way that the record breaks at Loyalty. Loyalty. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, back, definitely. Comes back with Undone, I think. Yeah, because yep. we so yep. like when you flipped it to the other side, it would fade in with the song. You know, it would feel still like a almost yeah, like yeah. record on the back. And That's then so ending, like a little interlude. That's so sick, dude. Yeah, and then ending up with um, uh, friends and family, and then right at the very last thing, we were like, let's put the lyric in. Slowly getting better, you can make it happen if you just put in the effort. Luke tracked it, and we were like, yeah, are we done? Like, <laughs> I think we're done. Yo, <laughs> that's so sick. What Damn. a fucking yeah. way. It's cool how like parts like that that just kind of come out of the blue. Uh, you don't think that they have anything to do with it in the time, but like it still came from inside Luke's brain. Like you figure out later like what those things mean, and like it changes meaning even for us over time. Like what Dude. our songs mean. Like so sometimes mm -hmm. I write a song, and I'm like, 
this doesn't make sense like well whatever it sounds cool and then like a year later i'm like oh my god like something may have happened to me in between yeah. right like holy fuck like i didn't even realize that like some of these feelings inside me i was maybe speaking about without like subconsciously yeah dude and i think that's what's cool about music is everyone will hear that song and it'll be different for them they make it their own thing and like i don't want to write it about and be like this is what it's about it's like no it's like this is what it's about for me but like yeah. my life experience is completely different to luke's is completely different to yours like you will just naturally hear the same words and associate them differently and like that's what i think is super cool about music is like that mm-hmm. song is like a little bit yours now and it's a little bit mine and it's a little bit your neighbors yeah. it's, it's, well, it's different to everyone that'll hear it and like you can't expect everyone to like it yeah. i think that, that's a super hard thing as a musician especially trying to be a creative person when you know you have you have to prove yourself like if luke and i write songs and they don't sell well like that's that's how we have to measure our success you know whereas when we grew up and like writing together like we measured our success by like how happy we were with the music like we weren't writing it for for anyone label. but yourself like, there wasn't a label there that wasn't had spotify monthly listeners and shit like, yeah we didn't just for you guys invested money into it and are expecting the performance out of it so it's right. kind of like it's it's tough to keep that like special feeling with the music where it's just music and it's not, not business yeah mm-hmm. um but i think like luke and i are pretty good at that just because we like working together and we've been doing it for so long a certain way that it's it's a little easier but like it does get to the point where like we'll write a song that we're really happy with and we really like and like we'll show our our entourage and like we just get a a not great response and it's like super disheartening and it's not that it's bad it's just like it didn't hit right yeah yeah like when you're when you're kind of burying yourself raw Mm -hmm. and someone doesn't like it it's it's like oh my god they don't like me yeah but it's taking it super personal yeah. yeah, it's not that you have to understand. It's that like a visceral reaction, not a visceral, but like it's like a bodily. It literally, like my when I sh- when I send someone a new song, like even just the boys, like my heart starts pounding and like my palms get sweaty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Having like a goddamn panic attack. And you know what's pretty funny too is that like me and Connor have been working on music so long together that like he is like if I'm finished the song, I get stoked to send Connor music because I know right away he's going to come up with something that's going to make it way better. Oh, that's so cool. That's awesome. And if he doesn't have anything, he he's, he tells like, man, it's like, it's a good song. You know what I mean? And if sometimes yeah. if it's like, if it's not hitting right at all, he'll completely rework that. Can shit. I interject here? Of course. Speaking yeah. on my point of like why it's okay, like, or why as an artist you have to accept that like people just aren't going to like everything you do. Like, when you don't have anything to do with a song as an artist, like quite often Luke will send me a fully written song. Like he just like blurbs out like a really rough version of a song. Yeah. And I've had to learn how to how to approach like listening to a song that I had nothing to do with. Because initially, as a musician, mm. when you're giving material that you have something to do with, you're automatically like This is sick. This is the best. Well, no, I would say the exact yeah, it, opposite. It's of almost that. like somebody. I would say like I'm I'm really really critical of of something like when Luke sends me things like sometimes I I feel like oh man like maybe I just I'm, I'm being too hard on Luke or blah blah blah, but 
if I don't like certain things, but then like he'll send me a song that I'm like, oh my god, like you you hit like the money here. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And you have to kind of look at it from the perspective that like even I'm not gonna like everything that Luke writes, but that doesn't mean that it's not good or it won't be successful. True. So I find like an important thing for me is simply like taking a song that Luke sends me at face value like i'll listen to it and immediately on first listen it, it doesn't matter like what it is if it's good or not like i'll immediately start picking it apart and thinking of what i can make better i'm not really like listening to it just to enjoy it right yeah so maybe that maybe that's the difference but i find if you have nothing to do with the song you're much less likely to identify with anything with it so for me it's as simple as like taking a song even if i don't like it i'll re-record the guitars just mm-hmm. the exact same shit that he played and then through that process i'm like oh wait like i'm gonna change this strumming pattern a little bit here and like create oh, cool. mind like, going. maybe add this note or like add a riff and then i'm like wow all of a sudden like this song became mine and i get this like overwhelming stoked feeling and like a song that i on first listen i was like wow this is garbage no offense <laughs> <laughs> like, sometimes, sometimes you just hear a vocal you gotta have a foundation baby yeah, yeah i mean when, when we're writing as much as we do and like when Luke's bouncing ideas off me, like you gotta understand, like not all of it's gonna be good all the time. You just gotta mm-hmm. like just gotta spit get it, it out, just spit it out, just get it gotta out get and workshop it, it. So, so a lot of the stuff he sends me is very rough, and like sometimes it's very late at night. He'll bounce me a song, and I'm like, you know what? I'm not gonna listen to this right now. <laughs> <laughs> not in, the, in the right headspace to be receptive and like listen to it from an objective standpoint, where I can like insert myself into the music and be like, okay, why don't I like it? Is it, yeah. is it because it's not good or is it just because like it's foreign to me and it's not what I would have written? So it's like, okay, let me like play it and break it down and understand. It's like, okay, I see where he was coming yeah. from musically. With yeah. This. And then wow. it's like, it's like, okay, sick. Now this song I'm really stoked on. And then I take it back to Luke. Yeah. Like, I never thought about it that way. And then he hits something different. And then now we're both like, oh yeah, yeah. And then now we're cooking with gas. Okay, so so yeah. now we're cooking with gas, but then if we don't involve the other boys in the process at that point, right. Yeah. We get to recording time and the boys don't have that personal connection to the songs. Yeah. And I don't, it's not like necessarily a fault of them. It's just, they haven't had the time or we didn't all take the time to sit together on these particular songs to like interject our, our feelings, you know, like it can be as Mm -hmm. simple as Nick saying, okay, well, I don't like this part for this reason. And me just explaining the reason of why I wrote the lyric the way I did or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I get it now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But if you don't go through those things as a band, and if, if you go into studio all expecting to have your equal say in a song, it's not going to be a good experience because no, there's going to be a lot of things that just come up right in the moment that you never expected because Luke and I have been workshopping this song, you know, like he sent me this, I changed it completely. He takes it back, changes it again. Lyrics we take it to a, yeah. We take it to a producer, they change a bunch of stuff and then it's like we're in there recording and then someone pipes up and they're like, Oh well, we should change this part. And it's like, Well, you should have said Yeah. Like, should have yeah. said something six months ago. <laughs> yeah, so I mean that that has happened to us. If you ever yeah. watch our documentary uh 
for oh, recording. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. You can literally see there's some scenes in there where they're pretty toasty. There are some toasty scenes where we get to we get pretty spicy with each other. Oh yeah. Because like yeah. we all want to have our artistic say. And right. it was exactly the scenario I described where we some songs we just didn't take the time to workshop all together. Yeah. And unfortunately it came out like kind of nasty on camera, but you, you get a real inside look at like what it's like being in a band. Like it's not always even Sunshine though we're best friends, and... Luke and I are yeah. best friends. Like, outside the band, we hang out all the time. I'll take a bullet for this motherfucker. Even mm-hmm. that, like we we fight, we fight in studio. Oh yeah, oh That's yeah. Like, probably one of the biggest. We get mad. Yeah, yeah, we get mad. That's probably one of the only things we fight about. <laughs> yeah, I get mad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you guys are like brothers, so I mean, <laughs> I'll brothers be, like, fight. Throwing my shit in the studio, being like, boo, boo, boo. you know, like it's it's but with that comes out comes the greatest. Like it's almost like refining a diamond. You yeah, know, with like pressure and like you with all sides and all angles, that's what comes out a raw song and turns it into that diamond. You know, you can't mm. just you can't just press a coal from on top and then no, but then it would crumble. But also, the more know? the more time you can spend beforehand doing that, that's all the angles of that. Yeah, you know, like, it, it's, yeah. It's high pressure when it's when you're trying to do it on the clock in the studio when it's like okay, the studio is five hundred dollars yeah. an hour. And we're standing here like arguing about two words in this song. Like, yeah. okay, I think along. I think uh, if I have one piece of advice for any songwriters out there, and especially if you're song- writing songs with other people, trust your other collaborator. Mm-hmm. Not in the way that you fault your own artistic integrity, but in a way that you allow theirs to really flourish. Because, like, you know, what's the point of collaborating if you're not taking an absolute hard listen to what the other person is saying? Right, you know? like, and and there's there'll be times that like I'll like write a tune or whatever, and you know if Connor is like, yo, like I think we should change like a couple spots, and I'll be like, you know what, I think it's I think we we could change a few things, but we'll keep it relatively all the same because I believe in it. He's yeah, like, you know what, he'll you know like he'll add his mark, he'll re-record the guitars, and make sure there's like a thing for you know to to hold on to, but we both trust each other in that fact like tailspin i really didn't have a lot of a hand in that's i trusted connor to get this song out from his soul and you know like we all went together and figured it all out and it's out came this beautiful song hell yeah and that's like the best part about working on music with connor is that dude everything that i don't know he probably do everything that he don't know i probably do yeah so it just kind of works together in that way when we're songwriting that's awesome fuck yeah shit yeah like it, it must go that way with drums too with like because you're a drummer and tim's a drummer like you guys must bounce shit off each other too That's and like advantage very if luke wasn't a drummer i think we would run into i mean i i'm not a, i'm not a drummer like luke but i used to play drums like luke and i started learning to play drums actually with the same yeah like when we met there. like grade 11 or something we yeah. both were like let's do this and learn drums I learned the, how to play drums and like I can sit on my own and media drums and like I know how to get what I hear in my head. Yeah. I probably could never sit down and play anything that I hear in my head, but that's besides the point. I don't need to. I have Timbo for that. Yeah. But it's funny that you say that because like the drums are a thing that like Luke and I approach very differently than Tim, but the way that Tim accelerates us our writing of drums is really cool there's a lot of stuff on slowly getting better that i was like while we were recording it and even like after releasing it i was like i still don't like this 
Like mm. he goes in in Undone or something. He goes to the ride on the course, or like no, broken glass broken ride glass. on the course. Yeah, and he does like a few things that I just like didn't like. But over the course of like really developing and listening to the album myself, I'm like, you know what? That's what I, a purposeful like, decision. And if some of those spots become my favorite spots. I'm yeah. like, wow! I just got to give myself like, time. like the like the like the, what is it? The metal double kick and then done. The do do. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> There's like a little quick like. <laughs> I that ended up being one of my little favorite moments. In this That's too. sick. A ton of stuff like that, that that we like fight so hard as artists originally. I'm yeah. like, I just don't like this. It should be different. And then you're all like grumpy or whatever, <laughs> and you forget about it. And then you're like, you know what? Later, you're like, okay, this was this was the right decision. Yeah. Well, like voice. you guys the biggest part is like that communication and yeah and, tr- and trust in each other which is is fucking it's awesome to hear and like i don't know we we interview a lot of bands and you know not that they're doing it wrong or anything but it's just so cool to see like the brotherhood the family and like the communication is like key like if we don't communicate nothing's getting done like if 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 luke sent you that track and then connor you're just like yeah it's great man and you weren't honest then like that song is being built on a foundation that's not cemented. It's being built right. on fucking plywood. So it's like, this is not going to work. So for you guys to be yeah. able to do that just proves how close you guys all are. And like, Yeah, and I think at the end of the day, if we don't like the music we're writing, it doesn't matter how it performs or anything. Because like, it's kind of fruitless at that point. Like, right. At least for us, if we truly believe that the music's good, like even if it doesn't perform, at least like I wrote a song that I that I think you're proud of rather than writing a song that I don't think is good and then Mm -hmm. isn't good you know yeah yeah it's me and like at the end of the day it's just it's for me Luke does it for him like we just love writing music Gaffwood is also a very clear example about how much I just fucking love making music like I make all my exactly like yeah just gotta get it out do it stuff. You just have to love it. Yeah, have to love it. I think people can t- totally tell if you if you love what you're doing, if you believe in in what you're doing or not. Yeah, hundred like, percent. I mean, at least I can tell some people I meet or some bands like they're just in it for the wrong reasons potentially. Yeah. Or like looking for the wrong things right away. I mean, it's, it's tough. It's a tough gig to to do for a long time. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, we deal with it too. Like. We just did an interview with a guy had us on and he was like, at the end of it, he was like, I honestly just wanted to have you guys on to see if you guys were who you say you are. Like, Mm -hmm. see if you guys are legit, see if you're real. And like, if you actually mean what you say. And we were both, me and Steve both were like, whoa, okay. Like, we've never like had someone do that. And like, you know. I texted Steve and I was like, well, it's a good thing that we're who we say we are. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like, that would have been right? fucking embarrassing. Like, yeah, because people can totally tell. And like, if if you're not genuine, then yeah, genuine, like, that's the word. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, a lot of the time, yeah, like you do have to force creativity as a, as a songwriter. I don't know. Maybe some people just have that knack. I think Luke has it more than I do. I have mm-hmm. to force it a lot of the time. And, it, and then it does become kind of like, uh, mathematical or like it becomes too I think constricted yeah you know what mm-hmm. I feel like for me the reason why I always wanted to play music was that I wanted to learn how to play guitar and play sick shit play dope <laughs> riffs 
That's what I, that's why I bought a guitar. Yeah. I bought a Jackson and I bought a coffin guitar case because I wanted to be punk rock. Oh, yeah. <laughs> First thing I learned how to do was palm mute. And I, I was like, whenever I come into like a roadblock, whenever I'm trying to write something, I'm like, you know what? It's like, I'm going to, it's like, I'm going to remember why I do this. And I, I just go and learn one of my favorite band songs. Even from a song when I was a kid, I just, fuck yeah. That's it. And then I'm like, you know what? This is sick. And then, you know, like that, maybe that song teaches me a new chord shape or like, you know, something like that. And then you can mm-hmm. catch, catch some inspiration on that shit. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah, man. Love it. Well, I think that's all I got. I don't know about you, Steve. You got anything else for them? Or... No, I just fucking love you guys. Yeah, Thank you. you guys are the Thank best. you. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a I long time coming, boys. Far away. Like, yeah. That's the I know. Thing is, we're way the hell out west. Like, it seems like everything's just going on further east. Like, we just gotta. It's so far, man. It's like we're looking at booking shows in Ontario and Toronto and stuff. It's like a 37 hour drive. Jesus Christ! You know how much money it costs to drive our van and trailer that far? I can only. Oh, I don't even want to know. No, 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 no. Right. So it's tough, but we're. That's why we do it, man. We're gonna make it happen. We just want absolutely. Want to come play music? Well, we we appreciate you. I know everybody who listens appreciates you, and we still get hit up to this day about how like, yo, I love those guys. I found out about them like a few months ago, and it's fucking. It's awesome to see how far you guys are coming, and we're excited to see the future. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. let let everyone know if they don't know, you know, who you are, where to catch you guys, and anything else you guys want to kind of promote while you're on here. Um, I have a solo project. <laughs> yeah, food. yeah, yeah. Go, dude. Talk about that too if you want. I don't. Oh yeah, whatever. that's you know. You talk about that too. Talk about Pokemon, smoking weed, and anime. Um, <laughs> boys is one of my big flexes as a Gapwood artist. And if he writes a good enough song, I just cherry yeah. pick that shit. Yeah, it becomes yeah, a captain song. Yeah. If, I write a, if I write a good enough Gapwood song, hey, it, it makes the cut for the captain. So, hell yeah. I also have <laughs> a clothing brand. You do, yes. Yeah, Worthless, and right? Worthless. Yeah, Worthless Online, dropping new clothes. Real quick. Right on. I have a toque around here that I'm, or a beanie that I'm putting out somewhere. Somewhere <laughs> you don't get to see it. You don't get to see it. It's no. over there. <laughs> yeah, Fair enough. Hell yeah. We we, got, we, we got are the, calling yeah, We are calling on captains, and we got the record slowly getting better. We got some vinyls, so you go check out uh, EcoVision's merch store. Try and buy all their stuff out. We got we got. Variants on the Equal Vision store. We got different variants on the New Damage store. We have our own store, CaptainsMerch.com. Yeah. Um, for anything else, go to CallingAllCaptainsBand.com and you'll find it there. Yeah. Nice. Hell yeah, boys. Fuck well, yeah. Thanks, thanks again for coming. Thanks for coming on, boys. And uh, you know, we appreciate you and we love you guys and can't wait to see you guys soon on the road. Yeah, we love you guys too. Thanks for having us on. Sorry it couldn't be all of us, but maybe. Oh, you're good. We'll all hop back on. We'll, or we'll rotate. It'll be the other three next time yeah. or something. We'll make it happen. <laughs> Hell yeah. Anytime, <laughs> boys. <laughs> Anytime, fellas. Thanks again. All right, all right boys. Take care. Cheers. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Brothers. I fucking love those dudes. 
family, man. Yep. Every uh, single one of them. We got them. We got them we all. We got them. We got them all. Well, cue the Pokemon music. That's it for us. <laughs> we caught them all. Yeah, we, we caught them all. all. Calling out captains. It's <laughs> the end of the podcast. No, we've done everything. That's it. Oh wow, shit. that was a good. That was a good time, man. Yeah. Talk about some good insight too. Wow. Yeah. On like how that record's made and like how they record and how they all have their own jobs and stuff. Like that's that's cool, man. I fucking love those dudes. Yeah, that was that was fucking sick. That was dope. So uh yeah. Go check out Calling All Captains. Um they got some new stuff coming eventually. Can't wait for that. Dude. Yes. So stoked. Oh my god, yes. So stoked. That's gonna be a party when that comes out. Ooh, baby. Speaking of parties, uh, real quick before we go, our friends and keep flying have a new single coming out. Are you uh, kidding me? Actually, it will be out by the time this. I was gonna say pops. Tuesday. It'll have come out Tuesday, so next week we'll talk about that. That'll yeah. be fun. Steve's grabbing the mic. Steve's all fired up. I was getting fucking up. gassed, <laughs> <laughs> dude. I uh, I love all the people we've met through this, man. Like, oh yeah, we uh, you know, especially them. Like, those are the. A1 day one homies right there. Them A1 day one lads. <laughs> for real, man. Like those dudes have been there since the beginning. And uh, you know, it's just such a it, it's so like cool. Like we like started listening to them and we were like, dude, imagine if we can get like captains on and like mm. talk to them. Like that'd be so cool. And then like it turned into what it's turned into now, and like we're family with those dudes now. And Facts. like you know, f- family with fucking keep flying family with chief state and like you know the boys and years down and like all these other bands and shit it's like goalkeeper fucking goalkeeper yeah, come man, on dude just, the like, list goes on fucking family dude and it's just like it's the coolest thing dude it's like yes. it, it's just the coolest fucking thing and uh i'm just so happy we're doing it man it's just Me so too. sick like we were so stoked when we got them on again and like we were like, fuck yeah, like this is gonna be so sick. And it's just like yeah. we just have like such a good time talking with them and catching up and yeah, there's no prepping, there's no like let's search questions. It's just yo, these are the lads, we know how to talk to them. They're just our yeah, friends now. Just our boys now. It'd like, be like if me and you didn't talk for a few months and then we did this and we were like, I gotta check up on him. Like it's yeah. just natural. Hell yeah, dude. It's uh it's just sick, man. Um yeah. but yeah, so go check out captains. They're the best. Yes, and sir. check out Gaffwood too. Check out Luke's side project he's got going on. It's pretty dope. It's good shit. Fucking right. So, all right. I don't know. You got anything else to add or anything you want to talk about? Well, just uh, if you want better, go get it. That's it, baby. That is it. Hell yeah, dude. Don't settle and let it all go to shit. So, all right, kids. We will... Uh, Talk to you next week. Goodbye, everybody.
Yeah!